We're recording. We're recording live. Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter and with me as always is... I am Matt. It's Matt. Uh, and today, I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, uh, well, uh, here, uh, here's the thing. Uh-huh. It's January. Yes, it is. And we live in the Midwest. Yeah, so, so it's snow. It's cold. We don't have anything to do in the wintertime. Yep. So that's kind I was of thinking the biggest problem <laughs> with doing catch-ups a lot or having themes. Yep. Um, because we can't do anything. And it's not like we do a whole lot anyway, but yeah. it is mostly just staying inside and sheltering because it is cold. The past two weeks, we have had nothing but negative teens. Yeah, today uh, it actually got it above nice. freezing, which is nice. We went on a walk. It was great. Yeah. So it's it's one of these things where literally the wintertime podcast is maybe we get to go see a movie or more or less it is catch up to what our families are up to or yeah. what movies did Matt watch for the past two <laughs> Well, the, the problem with that, too, is uh, I was looking at what movies, could, you know, what movies could we even go see? Nothing. It is January. It is also the right. worst time to see <laughs> movies, too. January yeah. is literally the shittiest movie month for very valid reasons. It is the last month that theaters can chuck out their garbage to get tax breaks. What do you mean by that? Wait, what garbage? Uh, literally January is a movie where just trash comes out. Oh, just it bad always has been because they're trying to get rid of whatever. They're trying movies. to get rid of all the movies they didn't expect to make money, so they can chuck them in January and write them off on taxes. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, hmm. that's why there's nothing good that ever comes out in January. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I always assume that because it was the beginning of like, uh, you know, it's beginning of the year. So it's beginning of um, like when the awards would be looking at movies or do they even I don't know. I just assumed it was an off month. And so, like, they just don't want movies coming out this month because they don't want people like because people forget about these movies by the it, time the award season comes. Essentially, like the award season happens at the end of December. Essentially, it's for. Yeah. movies, but the I, I don't think it's the fiscal year of for studios but they can chuck movies out to count for last year even though they don't mean anything for awards or anything but due to like taxes and things like that it's Hmm. their time that they just shove their crap out and so almost nothing comes out but if it does it's honestly like crap like morbius was supposed to come out oh that still hasn't been out yeah it got delayed but yeah a lot of like meaningless garbage like crappy horror movies Crappy yeah. comedies. That's basically they what I noticed. Released in January. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, even even av- avoiding that, like the only two movies that I'd be remotely willing to go see within the next, I don't know, several months is Batman, and which I don't know that I'm not that excited about, and uh, Doctor Strange. And that's it. I think that comes out in March, and I think yeah. so does Batman. And I won't lie, yeah. I have zero interest in seeing Batman. I yeah, well, I watched the trailer today again, and it looked better, I guess, than I, I remembered. I don't know. I'm still not like I still can't get over the Joker's horrible costume. You mean the Riddler? Yeah, sorry, the Riddler's horrible costume. I don't understand why they're emphasizing his guy, his his eye makeup so much. Oh yeah, 
It's so stupid. It's just weird. I mean, it's realistic, I guess. Like, it's not I like just, he... I, the thing is, is that I have always taken the eye makeup as just movie magic, especially with yeah, Batman Returns when he rips sure. the cowl off and it's just his regular it's eyes. Immediately Although, gone. Yeah. That's <laughs> see, I, 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 that's a clunky scene. They should have had it happen from uh, uh, with the camera to his back. So he rips yeah. it off and then it cuts to his face mid ripped off. And he just doesn't have it. They yeah. didn't show his makeupless eyes under the cowl. But it's yeah. one of those things that you just look at and you're like, oh, yeah, he's wearing makeup when you figure it out. But it's one of those things that you never need to emphasize that he's wearing makeup. Well, and it just seems it makes the whole character more awkward because it's, it's just like, look. I'm going to go fight crime. But before I do, I got to make sure that I obscure I my eyes. Exactly. <laughs> and they even did it in the Christian Bale movies, too. And if you really want to think about that, when the Joker storms into the party and Bruce Wayne runs away to go put his Batman suit on. Yeah. The Joker walking around pointing guns at people. Well, Batman. Put he had to take a moment to put makeup on his eyes. Yeah, like that's just no. It, it's just movie magic. He puts his cowl on, yeah. and it's there. It doesn't. It you don't need to have. You don't have to emphasize the makeup. It's just there. Yeah. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So not excited about that movie, but eh, whatever. I'm not. I don't care about it, and that's kind of sad because I like the director a lot. And yeah. I love almost all his movies, and it's like. And then to see this and being like, uh, this looks kind of terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, it just seems like they're trying to do Christopher Nolan's Batman again. That's, yeah, and Lee, Lee, who wants to, Lee, who hasn't been on for quite a long time now, but he, yeah. he wants to. He wants to do a discussion topic on Eternals. And sure, <laughs> I was like, okay. And uh, I'll have to watch it, I guess. He, he's a, he's the Batman nerd. He loves mm. Batman. Batman's his favorite comic book character ever. Even he is like. They're just not doing anything new. It just feels mm-hmm. like another Nolan movie. And I was like, yeah, but Lee's the extreme. He wants science fiction Batman. Yeah. He wants mysticism and all magic and all weird kooky stuff. And I'm like, oh, settle down there. We're not going to get that. Like, ever. I mean, Batman, when he deals with Zatanna and stuff, like, is there really all that much of that in Batman? Is Batman. Well, I guess. What? There's Batmite. What is Batmite? Little cartoon looking Batman. Hmm. I'm not I don't know. Uh does Batman have any magical uh uh villains? Um uh, well I mean there's uh, Sure, uh, probably. I don't know. There's, well there's Raza Ghoul. I mean, and just Yeah, I mean, but you can explain his yeah. round with science too, that he has the sure. pits that can resurrect him. Yeah, but I mean and then he interacts at least with Zatanna. He and does John Constantine and Constantine a little bit like and not then a lot the whole bullshit that Scott Snyder has written over the past few years. Bat metals. I don't even know what that is. Are, uh, oh, no. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dealing with like the totems yeah. and stuff like that, that Batman is like the symbol of the bats or something like that. And yeah, I'm I, just I, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, um, the guy who wrote Spider-Man for 10 years, he already did all of that. He already <laughs> did the totems and stuff like that, so whatever. Yeah, but Scott Snyder did it, so it's cool. With Greg Capullo. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, I didn't even bother reading any of those. I did. I, it's, it's, yeah. so, it's beyond confusing. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. It's really, really confusing shit. And I think I'm they just, just like, wanted they just wanted an excuse to do something rock and roll, I guess. I guess it's just so weird. Like you have the bat. It's it's all these different versions of Batman, yeah. and it's bat the Batman who laughs. Which yeah. Oh, that character was that character was a neat idea, and then sure. he became Doctor Manhattan. And oh, that's that's who became Doctor Manhattan. He okay. So it, eventually, <laughs> with the last story or something that dealt with the Batman who laughs. Yeah, he's collecting all these different multiverse evil Batmans and stuff like that. Yeah. And he collects a Bruce Wayne who was transformed into a Dr. Manhattan like character. Same kind of thing. It turned him into Dr. Manhattan powers okay. and stuff. Sure. But that Bruce Wayne died or something like that. So the Batman who laughs steals his corpse they cut the head open, put the brain of the Batman who laughs into that body, and mm. so he becomes omnipotent, godlike, powerful. Yeah, that makes sense. It's so stupid. <laughs> and I'm sure there's Batman fans who disagree. Whatever. I read it, and I just go, okay. And then he doesn't like just become a glowing Batman. He eventually mm. turns into just like a shadow. Like His physical form is mm. just a black shadow in the, uh, a Batman silhouette. Yeah, and sure. he goes and fights other gods and stuff like that, and they defeat him. But and I have no clue. I have no memory of how that happened. I, I literally was like, I'm kind of done with this. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's the problem with comics is they like these days in general, like they've just gone too far and it's just absurd. Yeah, yeah. But I'm trying whatever. to read Amazing Spider-Man, but I'm I'm really not enjoying it. I'm not Who's enjoying. Right? Who's writing that right now? I don't know. It's not oh. the guy. It's not Nick Spencer. Uh, okay. I don't know who they took uh, after Nick Spencer's whole run. He left and they brought in a new creative team. And Ben Riley has been Spider-Man now for the past, I don't know, huh. five, five, six months. And I just don't care. Unfortunately, I sure. like Ben Riley and everything, but it's this whole stupid story about when Dr. Octopus was Spider-Man. He, Oh, he, right. ca- he trademarked all of Spider-Man's crap, and then when it all went down, another company bought all of Spider-Man's trademarks, and now they have <laughs> own Spider-Man, and they have Ben Riley playing the uh, portraying Spider-Man, and it's pretty much there. He, he they have a corporate superhero, and he's kind of a pro- and Peter Parker is a problem. Miles Morales is a problem. Anybody who is Spider-Man that's mm-hmm. not uh, ben Riley is fate it like faces litigation and shit like that. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't like it. Right. Like again, it just it, it's going it's going too far and it's just absurd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know uh, IDW lost the license to Transformers and GI Joe. Oh, really? Yep. After 17 years, uh, wow. this will be IDW's final year making comics for Transformers and. Uh, uh gi joe what do they even have then they were always an independent company but they also they still well they're going to keep my little pony and dungeons and dragons oh teenage mutant ninja turtles they have ninja turtles which Uh, is okay star trek they have star trek they lost ghostbusters a couple years ago that was a very silent thing nobody even Mm. knew that they lost it i guess what uh sonic so they they still have a bunch of like yeah things i guess they do. Uh, rumors are Skybound wants to acquire the rights for Transformers, so we'll see. 
Mm. Yeah, okay. It'd be interesting. Kirk, it's Robert Kirkman's uh, yeah. company. So yeah, yeah. It would be very interesting. I don't know. I'm really sad because they can't. They ended their continuity of Transformers in 2018, so three yeah. years ago, and yeah, yeah. they started a new continuity in 2019. So a little less than two years. Um, mm-hmm. No, three years. I'm sorry. I forget what year it is. And. <laughs> uh, yeah. Every th- I'm reading it. I, it's mm. really amping up, and I'm just going, God, this is getting really good. It's kind of sad to see it go, but yeah, ah, that's what happens. Hmm. That'll be interesting. So, like, it, do you think Transformers and GI Joe will go to the same place? Probably not. Okay, because they're not just, owned by the uh, same company, are they? What is Transformers and GI Joe? Did, uh, they're owned by two different companies. No, they're owned by Hasbro. They are okay. Yes, yeah, it's a whole thing that, uh, yeah, and so does My Little Pony and Dungeons and Dragons. Like they're okay, right? Like, yeah. So that's weird that they're taking those away, but they're leaving My Little Pony and Dungeons. They might and just Dragons. not be able to afford the licensing fees anymore. Oh, interesting. It very much might just come down to they can't afford it. Yeah. IDW did downsize last year during COVID. Oh yeah, I always forget about stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, they, huh. they 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 let go a lot of their staff, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then you got Dark Horse trying to get into video games. Yeah, <laughs> Dark Horse. I cannot believe they are still around after almost ten years of not having Star Wars. Yeah. Well, what do they even have? <laughs> I was, they don't I mean, have the Alien franchise hmm. anymore. They don't have um, the Predator franchise anymore. Uh, I don't think so, they don't have Terminator anymore. No, um, they have they so have Hellboy. They have Hellboy. It looks like they have Cyberpunk now. Wait, okay, cool. Really? Um, but I think they're like big, like comic right now is Black Hammer, uh, by Jeff Lemire. I've never, I've read the first like volume, I guess, of it. It's mm-hmm. an interesting comic. It's kind of like it's one of those comics that's kind of like, um, that like it's in the same vein, I guess, as maybe the Watchmen where like, it's kind of trying to turn superheroes on its head a little bit. I hate that shit. Yeah. Um, it was, it was good. I like, like it was basically about these, uh, this group of superheroes who are like living in, um, like a witness protection program. And I, I don't, I didn't get far enough to like find out why, uh, it was just, it was kind of weird, but it's popular. It's been going on for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't see a ton of stuff on here other than just on their website, other than black hammer, some cyberpunk, but like, I'm, they, yeah, I'm not seeing like any of like the, the stuff that they used to have. It's like their all big gone. stuff was star Wars and yeah. alien and predator and stuff like that. Well, and a lot of video games. acquired it. They migrated all that stuff yeah. to Marvel. Well, but like they, they tend to get a lot of video games. Um, cause they did mass effect comics. Now they have cyberpunk. It looks like. Um, but like those things, they only last as long as the as the games do, really, because mm-hmm. like Mass Effect hasn't had a game out for a while. So it's just like who nobody wants to read those comics, I'm sure. Yeah, it's kind of um, like Halo. I think they did Halo comics, too, for a yeah. little bit, but then those went to Marvel as well. Really? Marvel has Halo? They did. Hmm. I'm okay. sure they probably still do if Halo wants to, but I don't know what I don't know. Oh, do they have Masters of the Universe? No, that's Wildstorm. Last I uh, knew, that was Wildstorm. 
Oh, it looks like uh, I'm looking at their bestsellers list on oh, Dark Horse. And number one, Masters of the Universe Revelation, number one, written by Kevin Smith. No, might must be then. Well, I mean, they tend to get like weird one-offs of things like that too. I I think. So they, that's weird. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, oh, uh, DC had it till 2020. Dark oh, okay. Horse has had it since 2021. Speaking of which, hmm. uh, Netflix yeah. acquired the film rights for Masters of the Universe. Oh, are we gonna get a? Re- is it gonna be like the cartoon? No, I think <laughs> this is a live-action movie. Well, that's that. That'll be interesting. Yeah, the Lee told me that this week that Netflix we had, acquired the. We haven't had a live action Masters of the Universe since what the eighties. Thirty five years. Yeah, eighty seven, okay. I think. Eighty eight was when it came out. When the, the live action one came out. That wasn't Dolph Lundgren, was it? It just yes. it was like a. It was okay. That'd be funny if they got him back. <laughs> he <laughs> he's looks like shit. Does he? Yeah, yeah he's right. he looks pretty old. He's pretty old, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, he was yeah, young. Netflix had acquired the rights from Sony. Sony had it. Huh? Is Sony just getting rid of stuff? I mean, I imagine they I should was, be. I was, I would. <laughs> right. Um. Anyway, <laughs> this is a big tangent. Um. Eighty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. But we were talking about yeah, just how this is like a really boring time for for podcast fodder, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and well, I was actually thinking too, uh, not that we should be discussing it on here, but like uh, just re- trying to listen to more books at least, and so like we could discuss books to listen to and and discuss. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's just not there's not a lot going on right now. No, no, there's really not. Um, I will be think. Uh. I watched A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place 2 last week. Are those any good? I liked them. I mean, okay. yeah, I have the first one, and then the second one came out, and I kind of forgot about it. And so yeah. I walked to the nearest red box and picked it up, and I oh did a goodness. marathon. I did a back-to-back of both of them because they the second one takes place immediately after the first one. So yeah. it was kind of like watching a three-hour movie. Yeah. I liked it. I yeah, hmm. John Krasinski directed and co-wrote yeah. the first one, and then he wrote and directed the the second one. And hmm. apparently, they're wanting to do a, they're going to do a spinoff, and he wants to make a third one and stuff. So um, yeah, it's made him a ton of money. Might as well. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. well, and they're really popular. Yeah, so, I, and I know nothing about it. I got really into the like, like investigating like more stuff about the aliens in it, uh, just because I like, was fast. I was fascinated by that concept, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it does just seem like a really weird plot, I guess. Like a- aliens who hate sound invaded the Earth. They so Why? the second movie opens up with a flashback of the day it happened, mm-hmm. where a bunch of meteors fell on the planet. Oh, uh, okay. Carried those creatures. They're not intelligent creatures. Like okay. They're animals. And John Krasinski has come out and said, talked about their origins, about how they were indigenous to another planet. That planet was destroyed, and uh, the aliens managed to survive on the debris, the asteroids, remains mm. of their planet. Okay, and sure. So they crash-landed on Earth and woke up. Yeah, okay. You know, it just occurred to me, like, why not go build, like, a little town next to a waterfall, or, you know, like, where there's just constant noise? Wouldn't that there is a waterfall in the movie? 
Yeah. And they do hang out there, but they don't live over there. And people have pointed that flaw out, and it's like, well, where are you going to live? Also, it's a waterfall uh, in the middle of a forest. You can't Mm. really build a house out there. I don't know. They have YouTube videos about that. They also live in, like, upper New York, so it's obviously going to get really cold. Sure. Um, Yeah, okay. The creatures can't swim, so there are people that actually live out on islands. Yeah, yeah. So that that was a neat concept they expanded on. Hmm. Uh, But, yeah, I I liked the movies a lot. Yeah. they were pretty good. Well, it's it's kind of like a, a, a different take on a zombie movie, really. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because it's the same idea of what's going like what the people are dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, and what? I liked the second one quite a bit. Uh, yeah. I just hmm. didn't make time for it, but it stars uh, Killian Murphy. And oh, it was really? just it was just a gem to see him in a movie again because I hadn't seen him in a movie for a long yeah. time. Yeah. The last thing I knew about him being in was Peaky Blinders, I guess, which I didn't even see. I just knew he was in it. But he seems to have been laying low lately. Yeah. Yeah, he does TV stuff, too. And I um, I don't think I think the last movie I saw him in legitimately saw him in was Dark Knight Rises for his one minute cameo. Yeah, right. And, and before that, he's in Sunshine, which is really good. Depressing, but really good. Sunshine. It's a Danny Boyle movie about traveling. The sun is dying, so they have to send a spaceship uh, to hmm. launch a bunch of nukes into the sun to reignite it. I mean, came came out in like 2007, 2008. It's by Danny Boyle, the guy behind yeah. Train Spotting, and uh, oh, okay. 28 Days Later. It stars, uh, oh, who's all in it? Uh, Rose Byrne, Killian Murphy, Chris Evans. Huh. Yep. It's a good sci-fi movie. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More I science only... fact than fiction, but it's really good. Yeah. The only thing I can think of that I've seen him in, other than the, I guess Batman, anyway, is um. Oh, that one where he's like a murder or he's a uh, uh, red eye. Oh, yeah. He's in red eye with Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Which I don't even really remember what that movie is about. I just remember he's kind of the villain. He, she is flying home to see her dad. And it just so happens that uh, he is a contract killer going to kill her dad. Oh, OK. And Weird. he was he was the star of 28 Days Later. With right. I always forget about that. Extremely thick Irish accent that he actually has. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think that too much of that. I guess his accent. I got over it. He's got a very thick Irish accent. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I watch enough Irish. Yeah, he's very he's Irish for sure. Um, yeah, I think I thought he was Scottish too. Now that you mentioned it in that movie, I thought he was. <laughs> That's funny. Because <laughs> his Irish accent sounds a little Scottish to me. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just for us. Midwestern Americans, it's hard to distinguish that sometimes. Especially when that movie came out, like I was, I had no experience with, I guess, Irish and Scottish accents. Like I was, I watched BBC, so like I was, you know, I understood, I guess the the English and probably more the London accent, and that's about it. <laughs> oh, I love Scott the Scottish accent though. It's I good, love it's a, like it's Train Spotting and Train Spotting mm-hmm. too. Hearing Ian McGregor's natural accent is terrifying. Oh, yeah. I it never, is. I never watched those movies. They're really good. They're really awesome movies. I love yeah. the, sequ- the sequel. It came out in 2016. And yeah, Ian McGregor is Scottish and he is extremely Scottish. I forget. Like, I thought he was Irish. Hmm. No, he's Scottish. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Actually, isn't I thought uh, Killian Murphy was Welsh? Like, no, yeah. he's Irish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, in McGregor, who was born in Perth. Okay. And and uh, he uh, 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 Killian Murphy was born in Douglas. Douglas. I don't know. Is it Douglas Island? Yes. No, he was born <laughs> in Cork, Ireland, but yeah. Um, huh. But yeah, uh, the Scottish accent is the southern trailer trash accent of the UK, essentially. Well, then you get the Cockney accent of London, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Which is just, I mean, it's just stereotypical. I don't even know if it's real. Um, I feel like in some TV shows here and there, like you get it or, uh, actually, I don't even know if, I think what I probably think of is Cockney, which I is, uh, is actually like a Liverpool accent. Um, cause we were watching the great British bake show, whatever it's called. Uh, and there's a lady on it from Liverpool and it's just, and that was like the stereotypical, like lower class accent that I, that I had in my head. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it is. It's just that accent is is which I from what I understand about Liverpool is it's kind of the you know not the best part of England, but I don't know. It's where the Beatles came from, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, of one that's very Cockney. Um, it's an actor who is an American werewolf in London, and he's also in Alien Three. Uh, hmm. What is he? Uh, Brian Glover. Uh, he is from Yorkshire, hmm. and he has a very, very Cockney, very distinguishable British voice. Yeah, interesting. But from... yeah, hmm? I watched. Uh, I watched those. Yeah. Um, I tried to watch the Paranormal Activity movies. They were on my mind. Like Lee wanted to watch Terminator, and he asked if I wanted to watch Terminator with him separately, yeah. but together. And I said <laughs> no. Just yeah, because I have seen Terminator one through four uh, so many times that I don't need to rewatch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fifth one, Genesis, is really bad, so I don't yeah. care to watch it. And then the sixth one that came out a few years ago is kind of whatever. Who's in that? Uh, Arnold and Linda oh, okay, Hamilton. Okay. Okay, there's that one. Okay. Yep, and it was kind of whatever. Uh, hmm. So that one was written by James Cameron, but it sucked. And yeah, it's because James Cameron doesn't know how to write anymore. No, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> arguably, I don't know if he ever really knew how to write, to be uh, honest. Um, though I haven't watched Abyss, and it's on my list of movies that I need to revisit. But I said oh, no to that. Bit. He wrote Abyss. He wrote directed Abyss. That's a good movie. Yeah, Granted, I, I watched and liked it as a kid. I couldn't tell. Like I haven't seen it since I was a child, but I Same. loved that movie. We had it. We had it. Uh, we had recorded it on a on the VHS, and I would watch it so much. Yeah, I I hadn't seen it. Probably yeah, probably over thirty years. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I decided thinking about that and thinking about Lee, what he was gonna do. I wanted to watch. Like I'm like, well, I never finished all the Paranormal Activity movies, and mm. I don't like ghost movies because they creep me out. Yeah, but I don't either. I decided to. Uh, oh. What happened was is I since I have YouTube Premium, YouTube has mm. movies that you can mm-hmm. watch for free mm. with quotes free, um, <laughs> um, with a paid subscription, and they yeah, had the yeah, first yeah. one. So I put that on and I watched it and I went okay, and so I was like, well, let's watch the, let's watch the rest of them. I can make this into a day, mm. and I think I watched forty five minutes of the second one and gave up because I'm like, yeah, these movies are terrible. Yeah, I have a hard time with that style of movie. Uh, 
we watched something found and I was footage. Like, well, found footage or just like uh, possessions and stuff like that. Like basically ghost stuff or I don't know. Like it's it a just, pre- it's it's a it's a it's a it's a type of horror film that I don't personally like. I don't no, like, I don't it, like them. They're just weird and they don't make any sense. And then it's just like jumpy and like I just don't get it. I guess like I can completely understand like you know uh, Freddy Krueger, uh, Jason type movies because mm-hmm. like there's something scary actually happening. Like, I mean like or because like it's it's a tangible thing I guess. And then. Like, uh, but then, like, it's just like, like when when there's ghosts or people being possessed or like weird demons, it's just like, it's just like, it's just weird in, yeah. in this sense. Yeah, I I agree with that. And it's that just like, said. why is this even supposed to be scary? I don't know. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's the haunted it, house version of a movie. Yeah, I, a and movie I agree ver- with that because like I just don't like I don't like the ghost stuff. I don't like the found footage kind too either. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't mind found footage movies. I like those just they're okay but yeah these ones they're just kind of blah and mm. uh but speaking of not making sense uh-huh. so once a year i try to revisit rise of skywalker yeah <laughs> to see okay. if it's better rise of skywalker that's the first no that was the last one. Oh, right, right, right. okay yeah okay it, and i started watching that today how, how long ago did that come out Two years uh, ago? Uh, two years ago. We went and saw it, and it was 99, It was 1999. Uh, 20, 2019. Right. And okay. we went and saw that, and uh, mm. I watched it maybe once since then. And then today I'm like, well, maybe we should give this a go and see if, it, <laughs> if it's better. And I just I gave up. I yeah. just gave up because I'm like, no, no. It doesn't make any sense. All no, the dialogue is it makes terrible. complete sense. All the plot is terrible, <laughs> and the the fact that they just clipped Carrie Fisher's face from deleted scenes and made CGI bodies oh, of her. Yeah. And they just wrote scenes around vague one-liner dialogues of her is so obvious. Yeah, like, that's it's weird. more obvious now than anything. And they, it's so yeah. bad. Well, they could have just so easily killed the character off in the movie before. They did. I don't even know if that. Yeah, cause she was dead after. She was dead. In yeah. Ep, she was dead by the time episode uh, eight came out, The Last Jedi. Yeah, they could have. Like, she'd already shot all her scenes. But and then she she drug overdosed right before Rogue One came out. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean. Uh, maybe it would have been a little poor taste to kill her off in in the previous one, but the movie could have probably just opened up with her be, have, having passed away. Yeah, and that, instead, they, yeah, sure, sure. And instead, they J uh, J Abrams lied and said that we we're not going to make a CGI Carrie Fisher for this, and then and then they did. They totally did. Like I sent a video of how they did it to our group chat a couple weeks ago because I didn't realize that they made a second episode of behind the scenes of the Mandalorian last year. Hmm. Yeah. There's an entire 40 minute episode dealing with how they brought Luke Skywalker back. Oh yeah. 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 I didn't know that happened. I haven't even watched any the first one. So first, uh, the first season one is really good. It's like six episodes long and Mm, they're like half an hour each. That's really good. Mm -hmm. COVID happened. And so season two episode came out and it was an hour long, just Mm -hmm. one episode. And it was just like, like 10 minute, uh, special, like 10 minute, uh, 
segments per episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then last August, they released a 45-minute episode just dealing with the finale. And mm-hmm. it's not bad, It's but it's really repetitive. Like, it just feels mm-hmm. like for 40 minutes, they're saying the same thing over and over about how they brought Luke mm-hmm. Skywalker back. And yeah. so that was, I, I kind of gave up halfway through it just because I'm like, ah, they're just kind of repeating themselves. So I stopped watching it. Yeah. Um, but they showed clips of them literally cutting Carrie Fisher's face out of deleted footage and yeah, just putting weird. it over a CGI body. Yeah. And, and I knew that's what they were going to do. I, I didn't believe for a second when they said, we're not going to do that. And I was like, bullshit. Yeah, you are. You know, and we, I guess, so how do you feel about the fact that, like, I mean, even even if they didn't lie about it, like, if they even just said, like, yeah, we're just going to do a CGI, how do you feel about that? Because we've talked about this, and you seem upset about it. I don't but, have problems but, with it to an extent. I don't think it's right to do it, but okay. I also kind of also understand that it is just another form of makeup. Yeah, um, yeah. So like instead I, of getting a look-alike and then putting makeup on them to make them look more like the person, yeah. Yeah, they did it a lot with like, like uh, with Harold Ramis with Ghostbusters. They did it with Tarkin. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I go back and forth on it. One. I like I've talked to some people and they say, well, the family gave the permission. And I'm like, so sure. So the person's not giving their permission. Right. It's also no different than, say, them using Marlon Brando's footage for Superman Returns. Uh, However, I don't know. It was really weird. The thing is, is I think time needs to pass. Yeah, I think that's what makes it feel worse for her. Yeah. Is it like she just died? She literally just died. And much like how Harold Ramis was when Harold Ramis died, literally the next day, Sony is going, we're still making Ghostbusters. And it's like, can you fucking wait, dude? His corpse is still warm. Well, and they did the exact same thing with Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher died and they said, we're not writing her out of the next movie. And it's like, are you joking? She she just died. Who gives a shit about the next movie right now? That can wait. Or, yeah, um. Chadwick Boseman died and the very next day everyone at Marvel is saying we're still making Black Panther 2 well it's because like everyone was talking about it and like on Twitter and stuff like people seemed actually concerned about that for some dumb reason yeah it's so stupid uh yeah Chadwick Boseman died and it's we're still making Black Panther 2 and my response is can you just hold off on that also how about you just let that be a standalone film yeah, no, Marvel can't do that unless nope. it's a minority. Well, actually, it is a minority. <laughs> well, the thing that pissed me off so much about the Chadwick Boseman thing is people were saying, use the Infinity Stones to bring back Killmonger, but don't make him evil. And it was like, it's a horrible character. <laughs> it's a horrible character. And it's like, oh, so you want to bring the character back, but you want to change who he was. Yeah, that's also you want to use the Infinity Stones to resurrect him when Chadwick Boseman died and your response is bring the infinity stones to bring back this character because this character died. Yeah. Uh, that, that doesn't make any sense. Just let the character go. But no, I mean, black Panther two is happening. Nobody knows what it's about. And I honestly don't care because yeah, <laughs> well, I know autumn. I know they've confirmed basically everyone you expect to be in it is going to be in it. Oh, everybody, but Chadwick Boseman is back. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay. It's like you guys did. Like he passed away. A year and a half ago, two years ago, and yeah. he passed away, 
And literally the next thing, the director's like, I had a great script. And it's like, he's dead. Who cares about your stupid script? Right. But I'm also someone who doesn't care when celebrities die. I literally don't care when a celebrity passes away. It's unfortunate, but I didn't know them. I don't get upset. I'm not going to go fire up the movie and watch it. Like people were saying all over social media, going to watch Black Panther. If you don't, you're a racist. And it's like, no, I just don't want to watch it because it's not a very good movie. Yeah, well, I, and I don't, I don't to watch it. Yeah, I don't usually get upset about deaths in general. Well, I mean, not deaths in general, uh, celebrity deaths, like, kind of like what you said. There's a handful that have bothered me, and it's not necessarily because of, like, you know, like, oh, you know, uh, we'll never have another movie with this person again, which, I, you know, I guess is depressing because they were good actors, but, I mean, depending on who it is. Um, but, like, uh, I, I was pretty upset about um, – Anton Yelchin, is that his name? Man, his death was so unfortunate. Part of it is the way he died, which we've talked about it before on the podcast. I don't want to get into it because it's just depressing. It's, Um, but also just his age. Like he was so young, twenty-two or something like that, twenty-four. Yeah, and then he was very um, young. The other one, I think, that kind of bothered me, and again, it was just the way it happened, more or less, was um the Joker guy. No, white. I barely, I, I barely even knew that she was still alive. Like she, she was almost a hundred. <laughs> My response was about fucking time. Like that, right. Well, the thing like, was ninety nine. She, she had a good life. Like I'm, not, I'm not gonna be. Like I'm not. I don't know. Like no, sure, she was, was a great woman. Like, I'm sad for that. Yeah, but I don't know. Like she was I'm, a meme. That was the problem. Yeah, like I mean, uh, we're gonna have the same thing when Bill Murray dies because he's basically. Oh a, man, I won't give two shits about Bill Murray. I think Bill Murray's an asshole. He's basically just a giant meme now, too. Oh, one hundred percent. He's he's the Chives mascot, and well, than that, yeah. Yeah, he's a mascot for an an app that just posts creeper shots of women. So yeah, uh, well, but, they do they do other things too. Yeah, they do. they <laughs> donate to kids with cancer, and then right after that gallery is a picture of women bending over. So, from what I understand, too, it's not like the best place to work. But uh, I believe yeah. it. I believe it. It <laughs> looks like a place that literally has zero sexual harassment in their in their uh, employee handbook. Oh yeah, I was gonna say zero sexual. Har- I mean, the reason why there'd be zero sexual harassment is because it's a hundred percent just bros who graduated college they, and didn't know what fraternity hire, to go to. They have Instagram <laughs> models come to their office and like pose in yeah. stuff. It yeah. is. Um, yeah, anyway. it's where I get my cat photos though, and my memes. <laughs> See, they do other things. They do other things, but man, I it, it's a double-edged sword. It's an app that also I, is just like the most degrading for women. But yeah, it's I, also I, women posting their own pictures. Yeah. But it's still well, it's like, they want exposure because they want attention. Yeah, I mean, it, it's true. It's just, man, I, I would not be surprised that you say it's not a great place to work, apparently. And it's like, I believe it because it's just a bunch of like horny assholes but they also donate to a lot of kids with cancer and stuff they do and then you go to the next gallery and it's women bending over yeah so anyway uh yeah people dying celebrities yeah dying usually i don't get too upset it's just usually i guess it just it depends on how and how young they were i suppose but that's true of anybody like if i'm gonna hear about anyone dying the way that like anthony yelchin did uh like i'd be sad yeah (laughs) 
But yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I forget what we we're even talking, why we even started talking about that. But. Oh, well, I don't remember. Uh, have you <laughs> have you watched any more Book of Boba Fett? No, I have not oh. had time. Uh, no, I need to. Uh, I want I need to finish that, and I don't know. So uh, uh, I need to watch Spider Man still. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, if you're able to catch up by the time we have another podcast, the series will be over. Yeah, I could do that. There's two episodes left. What is it, six total? Seven. Seven, and they're an hour each, give or take? For Roughly. It's a little weird. They go from like 35 minutes to an hour. There's oh, really, yeah, it's really odd. The last episode okay. was 50 minutes long. Yeah, well, I'd like to, I'd like to ride the exercise bike more, and ideally that'd be my excuse. So we'll see. Because um, the get thing up at is, 4 a.m. every day, every yeah. Wednesday, and watch it. <laughs> I, I just I couldn't get I couldn't talk Kelsey into wanting to watch that. For some reason we just couldn't make the jump from Mandalorian to Boba Fett. I don't know why. I would. I yeah, would well and I think now that I've seen an episode and a half of it, like I could probably talk her into it or just explain that like it's not just because her, her rationale is just that Boba Fett is a straight up mercenary and she doesn't want to watch a, a show about a mercenary. But I don't know. Like, I mean, this, you, really what it is. The second episode opens with him saying, I'm no longer, I am not a bounty hunter, but I'm going to yeah. tell you right now, I hate to spoil it for you. The the episode that just came out, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it. Boba Fett's not in it. It's an entire episode of the Mandalorian. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It takes a break from Boba and it's an entire episode of what happened to Din Djarin after his his season two finale interesting cool yeah it, it's where it's what he's been up to this whole time speaking speaking of two or what's the time difference then like how long is this after mandalorian i don't know they've never said oh, but i mean okay. uh probably i don't know um probably six six a few i would i would range it probably within six months time has okay. passed okay but um some I, I guess like yeah I need to catch up watching it but I've I've not seen a lot of great like reviews about it like I, uh, I would ignore them I would ignore okay them. the that's most well the I'll be honest with you if you look up the score for the show it's very yeah. high so yeah. um I have two problems with that one I think the most negative reviews are the most vocal well and I'm not even talking about those I guess like I'm just saying like. People that I follow on Twitter whose job it like who whose job is not TV show review or like writing reviews like uh, the do you know who Blambot is I can't think of his name it's like Brian or something uh, he he does a lot of fonts for uh, that indie comic book creators can use so he he makes a lot of like the standardized comic book fonts he he and he's a letterer for like Marvel and stuff okay um but he just tweeted out that like he's he considers himself probably the biggest Boba Fett fan he's ever met, which I don't know. Everyone says that, but that he got bored with the book of Boba Fett after episode five or something like that. And so it's just stuff like that. Not, I don't know why I needed to call him out. Do you but think, like, okay. Let me ask you, do you think he's a bigger fan than me? I don't know. Cause I don't know him is the problem. I'm just no, saying, but if he's, uh, yeah, well, the thing is, is I don't like people who self-proclaim I'm the biggest fan. Yeah, right. But right. Do you think he's a bigger fan than I am who has, no. A whole bunch of Boba Fett figures on my wall in card well, who just put together a Lego Slave One last week and which also I was surprised bought, you bought and also bought Slave One and I showed yeah uh yeah last so, week so yeah 
no, as no, somebody I, who you are by far the, the biggest Boba Fett fan I know. Yes. Yeah, I, and I've said it even before the show came out. <laughs> I said it on the podcast uh, multiple times that I love Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, here's my opinion on people who are being negative for this show. Yeah. Because I also have some friends who also are a bit negative over it. I have, I have more friends that love it. Um, how much of this is people counting the expanded universe bullshit? Well, I mean, and, and the thing, I guess, is like, I don't know, because what I've heard is just that I, it's boring. I don't think it's boring. Okay. And also, I think people are putting a lot of Boba Fett's history that isn't canon anymore yeah. in here. Sure. This uh, Here's the thing. I'm a huge Boba Fett fan. I literally spent an hour this week uh, refreshing a Target Target's website to pre-order an exclusive of mm-hmm. his appearance in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I, 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 I am a big Boba Fett fan. I'm not saying yeah, I'm yeah, the yeah. biggest Boba Fett fan ever. I am a huge fan. This is a character who literally has t- six minutes of screen time in six movies and has less than 10 lines of dialogue. Stop right. treating him like he is a huge character. He wasn't. Right. Well, and yeah, just looking at the, the original films, like it's it's funny that he has become what he has become. Six minutes of screen time, less than but, 10 lines of dialogue. Well, he's not he's a, as big as people are putting him and people are putting him by a blind jump. person and dies. <laughs> what? Uh, a guy who bumps into a blind man, falls down and dies. Yes. A character that even George Lucas gave an unceremonious death to and didn't care. Yeah. Because George Lucas even said he was a thug. This is yeah. a character who is He's not. He's a pretty cool looking thug. He has. This is a character who pretty much has a full had a full blown clean slate to expand on. Yeah. And he's also a character who went through a near-death experience getting eaten alive in a giant asshole in the desert. Yeah, well, and they've turned him into a badass. And they've done a they've done it successfully as far as I'm He's concerned. honorable. Like yeah. you haven't caught up to it, but he has honor. He's different. Sure. And, yeah. Well, um, that was that was shown in the Mandalorian. Like he had quite yeah. a bit of honor in the Mandalorian. Yes. Like, I there were several times he could have stabbed anyone in the back, but he and especially that scene where he's where he uh, where they go talk to the other Mandalorian, the the Mandalorian like ladies. I can mm-hmm. Never remember her name, but they're in the they're in that uh, cantina and like they're kind of trying to pick a fight with him, and he's like. Oh, he's defending he's, himself he's quite well. Vicious to them too. Well, uh, he is, but the thing he, is, is that people have put Boba Fett on a pedestal that is sure. unreachable. Yes, yes. And this is written and created by the same people who did Mandalorian. Like, I don't know what people are wanting him just to run around and shoot people and just strut around like a badass. I don't yeah, care about that. That'd be boring. That's what people want. Yeah. That's literally what people want. People are putting their own personal fan in, fan cannon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. On top of him, and they're putting, yeah, that's an actual term, unfortunately. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I'll trust they, you. They're putting him on an unreachable standing point. Yeah. So, literally, I don't think anything that this show could have been would have satisfied those people. That said, I don't care what those people think. Sure. I, I am getting up every Wednesday at 4 a.m. and watching this. I am enjoying it. There are a couple things here and there that I'm kind of like, ah, that's a little weird. But I'm not disliking this. The only thing that threw me off was literally this new episode where he's not in it. It is it is yeah. literally episode 17 of The Mandalorian for some hmm. reason. But weird. he's coming into the show. Uh, he, he It's not just a, hey, here he is. Goodbye. No, he, yeah. he's entering the series. So it's probably just 
I guess catching him up so that it makes sense when he shows up in the show. Yes, it is. Um, I, I have one question. Somebody, I was talking to somebody last weekend, uh, and I think they just knew me. that I like what? It wasn't me. Yeah, I talked to other people. I don't like that. Yeah, me either. Um, but I was asked. Uh, I think they knew I was a Star Wars fan, uh, and so I was asked, "Why does Boba Fett have um, a dent in his helmet if that's Beskar?" Like, what could have dented it? And I was just like, I don't know. I don't really care, honestly. It looks cool. <laughs> Season one of Mandalorian shows that Beskar can hold up to blaster fire. Uh, uh-huh. But if it's a high-powered thing, uh, it could leave dents. Like, there, uh-huh. there's a lot. Like, like yeah, uh, the Mandalorian himself, his armor doesn't have, to, doesn't have any dents. But he even says, like, if it close range, it would damage his armor. Beskar is... Sure is indestructible to an extent, but it can still get damaged. Boba Fett's armor, it, it, the dent in his helmet isn't the only dent he has. He's got a bunch of dents in his uh, in his shoulder pads and on his mm. chest plates. And they showed uh, that the other Mandalorians that have popped up, they also have dents and scratches. So it's not like, it's not adamantium. It's, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, if anything, then it's, it's a, a battle scar, I guess. Like it's showing like, especially one on the helmet. Like if something is powerful enough to have dented his helmet mm-hmm. and he survived, like that's, that's it something was, to brag about. The dent was, I, I don't think this stuff needs an explanation per se, but the no. dent was going to exp- be explained in the Clone Wars, but those episodes got cut out of the final season. Sure. And it was going to be a, uh, it was going to be like a, an old Western uh, standoff with another mm. bounty hunter. Yeah. And, I, and, and the thing is, like, I don't know that I necessarily need an explanation. I just I thought it was interesting. don't need an explanation for dents. I really don't. No, but it was just. It's I, not indestructible. It can yeah. be damaged. Okay. And I think that's all that's all I need to know, because then, like, it makes sense that, like, I mean, he's he's a war bat, whatever. He's been in, he's been through a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. He's a bounty hunter. Fine. The only thing that I kind of have issues with is he repaints his armor and it's still got scuffs and stuff on it after he paints it. And I was like, that shouldn't be there. Well, but, uh, yeah, it um, needs to look cool. The The origin of the dent is pretty, pretty pathetic. Like uh, I read about it where it, the reason the dent is there is because it was a it, it came out of the molding of the helmet and they were going to patch it up. But Lucas said, leave it. Oh, just it gave a little character. Yeah, that's, it's a mold. It's a damage from the molding, apparently. That's funny. That's all it is. Now, <laughs> the Mandalorian, his armor doesn't get dinged up at all. And I, I always kind yeah. of put that in as, well, yeah, because uh, he gets shot by Fennec Shand in the first season. And he said the Beskar took the most of it. If it was any closer, he probably would have been hurt. But it's also his his Beskar is completely pure. Yeah. Whereas I don't think Boba's most Mandalorian armor isn't that pure. Yeah. Why is his so pure, I guess? Like, I mean, he, uh, he came he, from he those was, pure ingots. And so, they so just, he was paid yeah. in it, I guess. But it just it would also make sense that they would have mixed it with other things to like. Yeah. St- to ex- so that other people could get armor as well. And but there guess, was excess and he says it. But like his his armor in the first season before he gets his shiny armor, that's also Beskar and that gets mangled up. Yeah, so, well, that I was think like it's cheap Beskar, and like none of it I matched. I think it's just blended with other stuff. And well, and isn't one of them like his one of his gloves isn't it obviously from the Clone Wars or something? His what? There's something with his uh, one of his gloves. I thought, or like the armor on it in his hand, it had like a a mark on it that I I don't know. I, I like read it somewhere. I don't even remember. No, what he's it got the his gloves are identical to each other. Oh, okay. 
I'm misremembering something then. Yeah, I'm looking at the figures right now on my wall, and it's like, yeah, they're just regular gloves. Okay. Um, but is like, there like a triangle on them? Yeah, there's a triangle, but Boba has triangles too. Oh, okay, cool. Well, his new armor. But yeah, uh, speaking of which, yeah, so um, I collect the three three quarter inch figures, mm-hmm. and uh, not many though. I I've collected the Mandalorian, the figures from the Mandalorian. I have like. Almost everybody that's appeared. I think I don't have the stormtroopers from the Mandalorian where they're just dirty. Mm. Uh, but I have almost everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, last month they announced the Book of Boba Fett figures. And mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it was Boba and Fennec Shand. So I have Boba on pre-order. I think I actually have two of them, actually. <laughs> um, and I have a Fennec Shand. Well, they leaked it this week, and it got announced their dude Boba's new ar- Boba's armor that he repainted in Mandalorian. And it is different. Like, the armor actually does look different, and the clothing underneath is different. That's a Target exclusive. Target oh. sucks. Yeah. Like, literally, Target has no security in the sense that you can set up bots to <laughs> grab everything. Yeah. And Everything sells out instantly. I saw that was happening, and my reaction was, all right, what time? One o'clock. Okay. Uh, One o'clock Eastern time, so noon. I'll set an alarm on my phone, and then I'll log in, and I'll try and get one. Mm -hmm. If not, I may have to go through Asia, because Target only exists in America. It doesn't exist outside. So um, a lot of their exclusives are released in other countries through other retailers. Mm. So... I kind of said, whatever, if I can't get one, I'll just I'll just order it from Asia. It sucks because the shipping is more than the actual toy. Yeah. But I kind of made peace with that. So I set the alarm, went to the site. It was not found. Refreshed it instantly sold out. And yeah. that's 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 Target. That's Target and Walmart all the time. Hmm. And so I gave up and said, well, that sucks. I'll just wait for robotkingdom.com to get it because they, they probably will. They have all the other Target exclusives on there. Hmm. And about an hour while working, I pulled out my phone. It still had the browser up, and it refreshed. Boom, there it was, same pre-order. So I pre-ordered it. Um, on Target? Yes. Nice. Uh, yeah, but I'm always worried that Target's going to cancel my pre-order. Sure, yeah. Uh, that does happen, too. So. Yeah. There is, it is up on the Asian retailers too. The only thing is I have to pay up front for that. And I'm always like, I don't really want to do that because the shipping is so stupidly expensive. Right. Uh, Like literally if I go to their site now, let me look. Robotkingdom.com. Like I've checked other things on there because I do, I have shopped with them, but unfortunately with COVID, the shipping has gotten insane yeah and well, where like yeah. i've literally wanted to order something 20 dollars, and the shipping for it is like 45 <laughs> uh, it's taking forever yeah. um but i got uh i managed to lock one in i was pretty happy about because yeah i i caved a couple weeks ago and ordered slave one and i wanted i've talked about it on podcast before mm-hmm. i had it ordered originally i canceled that order yeah and uh yeah, a couple weeks ago, I finally said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to get it. Yeah. And so I did order it, and it came, and it's really awesome. It's not one-to-one scale, but that would make it the size of, like, a small car uh, if it was actually Is it really that big? Slave One's pretty deep. I mean, it's a house. It's a flying house. Sure, okay. 
and so uh um it would uh it would be really big but i got mm-hmm. it i like it a lot um and then yeah i i or i went i saw a slave one a lego slave one for 50 dollars, and i went yeah mm-hmm. i'm not a fan of legos but why yeah, not yeah i didn't think you were I don't like Legos. I didn't grow up with Legos, really. I had a couple of Legos as a kid, but I yeah. didn't grow up with them. Yeah. And so I um, it's never been something that uh, I've ever been interested in. I don't really understand the fad with uh, Legos. And I have plenty of friends that do. They love yeah. Legos. And I'm just like, cool. I don't get it. <laughs> I Yeah. Well, I grew up with Legos. I like Legos. Um but I, I don't know that I understand, like, why, like, why do we have Lego Batman? Why do we have a Lego, you know, like all these Lego video games? Like, I don't really get that. Like, that doesn't make mm-hmm. sense to me. Um, But like, I, I don't know. I, I enjoy, like, I would get probably, like, we've actually talked about getting like the Lego Hogwarts because Kelsey and I like, like, we both like Harry Potter and like, it'd, it'd basically just be putting a puzzle with instructions together. Mm-hmm. Um, But like, and I guess having a seven-year-old now or six, whatever year old, um, like he gets, he's getting excited about Legos. And so, but like he gets Minecraft Legos. And so it's like, that makes a little bit of sense too. Cause then it kind of feels like you're playing the game, but in real life. And then he also has gotten into the Mario Legos. I was going to ask him cause I've seen those and I've always wondered if he would, they are, if he would like, they are awesome. I love all of them, but it's, it's cool because, it's cool because like I don't I'm surprised I haven't talked about it on here. Um, it's he's Mario and Luigi are like pretty big I guess. Yeah, like two, they're they two inches tall. In them. And they have, and they have like little sensors um on their feet and so and then there's all these like they're not QR codes they look more they're square but they look like a barcode and you put those on all like the Goombas and the Troopas and the whatever like on the the coin boxes and stuff and so whenever mario or luigi jump on them the sensor reads the code and he knows what he's jumping on and so then you can build your own levels then and he has a timer that's running uh and he has like a little tiny screen on his chest so you can see like the timer or like if you get a coin like a little coin pops up on the screen and then his eyes are also little screens and so he can like he blinks and he looks around um and beckett just got uh luigi as well and so like if one of them falls over like mario will say oh no luigi um and luigi will like mario you okay and stuff like that uh like they'll interact with each other which is really weird um and then we just got like a new one where he you put like uh one of the question mark boxes i don't know what the real words are for these things uh, you put that in there and then you like rotate Mario on it before you start the level and mm-hmm. it will change what that box is. So then like you can make it a um, you can make it a mushroom or a poison mushroom or coins or more time, I think. And so and so it's just like, I guess it, it kind of it's it makes me think of like the first game, I suppose, because there's a, so you start in a tube like that's There's just like a little code there for start and that sets the timer for like a minute, I think. Uh, and then you can kind of go through the level that you've built. And then at the very end, there's a flagpole and then you have them stomp on this flagpole and then it like tallies up all the coins you've collected and stuff. And then there's an app that it hooks up to and it kind of gives you all your statistics and stuff. It's it's pretty interesting. Like it, it's way more interesting than just like playing Legos. Like it, 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 it encourages building levels and like 
it definitely encourages buying more, which we have we have um, a folding table out in our living room right now, and it is covered in Mario you know, Legos. The thing about it is, for mm-hmm. me, is mm-hmm. I'm sorry I'm pausing so much. I'm having a hard time phrasing this. I'm sorry. Uh, what's the point of it being a Lego? I have that right. problem with a lot of Lego sets, which I, I think, just go, what's the point of it being a Lego? Like, nowadays, even, I don't know what, like, some like some of the city, Lego City stuff is. Yeah. But for a lot of the themes, like, remember when we were kids and Legos would, like, you'd get the instruction booklet and it would show you how to build the thing. But yeah. then it would give you instructions or imagery of other stuff you can do as well. Yeah, like it was a lot more encouraged to just build with it. And that's yes. what, so like when we were kids, Legos were just a thing to build with. So kind I, was, of. Yeah. I had a hospital, my sister and I had a hospital that we weren't allowed to build. My dad had to build it, of course. And we had mm-hmm. a beach and stuff, but it yeah. would give you alternative yeah. ideas. They don't, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. they really do that anymore. Um, none of the ones that we've gotten, but like, Again, we we only really have Minecraft and Mario, which are specific, like Mario especially, like it, it's encouraged to build your own le- like levels, and so like it makes sense for that to be Lego because it's interchangeable, it's modular, and you're kind of building new things all the time with it. And then Minecraft, kind of the same thing, um, but like those those like those come with instructions to build like a little diorama like minecraft diorama i guess yeah and i know mario has the same thing where you can just connect and connect and connect them together yeah but like the but the thing is is like the minecraft ones like it has specific instructions to build this set but then like it doesn't give you any other like things to do with it or suggestions really Mm -hmm. and so like naturally you know he's sick so he tears it apart and he rebuilds it but like it never really encouraged him to do that, so I'm glad he did. But yeah, um, I, I I don't know. I got the slave yeah. one. I was really annoyed by all the detail that just gets covered up. Yeah, you're you're sending us. It was very like, frustrating that it was like you put all these in here, and it's like, but then it just covers it up, and it's not like yeah. it's internal detail. It's just covered up, and you're just you're just stacking on stacking, and I'm literally convinced that it's just to con- just to up the the part count. Just yeah, probably to, uh, to do like, it. Why can't this be hollow? Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of like how I feel. I guess. I mean, no matter what, if you drop a Lego set, it's gonna shatter. But yeah, I I know. And Lee, he's got he's got these. I don't mean he to throw a, pain, but those stupid Seinfeld and like uh, friends. Seinfeld set. Friends, and there's he's all about the old yeah. sitcoms. And I've never been. I like Seinfeld just fine, but Friends. I is think. Like, friends is I mean, I think that that I mean those shows, both of those shows are garbage, but. Um, that whole thing I think is just building on nostalgia. You got the nostalgia of the show, 100%. and you got the nostalgia of like of building Legos as a kid. I have I, a buddy; he's got Legos too. He has kids, yeah. but he's always loved Legos. He has a bunch of Star Wars ones, and he just got one of those. Like, um, this is the the dumbest Lego set in my opinion. One of the two. Like, there's two Lego sets that, in my opinion, are beyond retarded. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one he got is a guitar and an amp. Does it work? And, no, no, it's just oh. you build it and it's a guitar and an amp. Yeah, that's, and the other one is the one that Lee has, which is the Nintendo and the television. Oh, he says that that was a gift from his. It's a gift regardless. It's stupidish sin. It was also like. Well, it's like, like 300 bucks. Which yeah, is, or, yeah, yeah, but like 300 or something like that. Ridiculous. I saw a picture. Of, I saw it in a store and I sent him a photo and said, you didn't really spend that money. And he goes, no, it was a gift from my in-laws. Yeah. And I was like, but what do you do with it? Like, you're. Yeah. 
you're just building something and you're putting it on a shelf. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, it I doesn't mean, do anything. Like the it, the guitar doesn't do anything. In, the, I mean, in theory, it's a statue, I guess. That like, and yeah, and I I mean, and I have problems with that. I have a lot of problems with the Lego stuff that just becomes a statue. Yeah. And, you know, and I was just going to say, but you have all those Transformers, but you actually play with them. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I play with my <laughs> stuff. And that's that's always been my defense for stuff. Will you collect these? I'm like, I don't leave them in the package. Yeah. Like, I play with my toys. I'm a grown-ass man, and I play with my toys. I play with them until the ball joints are worn out and the paint's coming off yeah. and everything. And for me, I don't get upset when that happens. It just shows how much I appreciate it. Like, I have sure. such issues with people who get statues. I know you have statues. I have. I only have one. I have some Funkos, and I have a couple things, too. But, man, the broad, the, the giant collections that people have yeah. of just weird statues. And it's like, yeah. it's just a chunk of plastic. I mean, we, it goes back to the conversation we had on a previous podcast about um, about Funko Pops and how much of a yeah. pointless like fucking shit that is. And yeah. it is. They yeah. are. Like I, I'm always baffled by people who collect statues of stuff. And it's not just one offs because you have a couple of statues of stuff. I have a couple things like that, too. Yeah. Um, but, man, I'm talking about like the people that just collect. And yeah, it's yeah, the same yeah. thing with people who buy stuff that don't open things. Yeah. Like, and that, it, that's a previous podcast. Go look it up. I'm sure it's sure. there. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was going to let you know, while you were talking, I looked this up. I finally yeah. got that website to work. So oh. the Boba Fett that I ordered, it was $20, I think, uh, on Target. Uh-huh. Um, it was $29.90 on one of the Asian websites. Mm-hmm. The shipping, the only option for the shipping is while you were talking, I typed it in. Mm-hmm. Um, I typed in my address, $29 figure shipping $42 and 86 cents. Well, how long is that going to take? Well, it doesn't come out until, dis- until September. Oh, dang. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The release date's September. Um, but I, I, the one thing I'll give this website credit for mm-hmm. is granted it might be a little different from COVID. Now I bought a figure for $29 last year from them and the shipping cost me 13 bucks and I got wow. it five days from China. Oh, nice. I ordered it on like a Sunday and yeah. I had it by Saturday. Wow. And that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this used to be a backup website for me and a couple other friends I have online. Mm-hmm. And that would be where we would go. We can't go there anymore. And granted, we're not exactly the audience for these Asian retailers. They're really not. Like, therefore, they're the people that live yeah, there. Right, they really right. are. Like, we just know about them and things like that, and so we order. But, goddamn, yeah, $29 figure, $42 for shipping, almost twice as much. Hmm. It's it's pretty insane. And, yeah. and a lot of that might just be because of COVID as well. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, it'd be interesting, I guess, to see, like, you know, how they actually feel about it. Like, because, like, I'm sure it's weird to them, like. I bet. I, and you know what? They offer it for international shipping. But, yeah, a lot of this yeah. is probably, like, 5 to $10 for someone in in their country to ship from. So, yeah. but, yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. Like, I've gotten to a point where I don't get a lot of stuff from importing anymore because one the shipping is too much or two it's free shipping from taiwan and it takes like five months to get here yeah or it gets held up in chicago and then you never get it there's that too but yeah i uh i i'm i'm, I'm probably just gonna like if if this gets canceled by target i'm probably just gonna accept it 
to be sure. honest, because it's like, yeah, I'm not going to buy this from Asia. I hate using online. I hate going to eBay for stuff, too, just because it's yeah. scalpers. Yeah. And you don't reward those people. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I highly recommend Book of Boba Fett again. I, yeah. I look forward to when you can finish it up. Yeah, hopefully by the next time. I'll let you know, I guess, and then maybe we can just talk about it. But uh, hopefully I'll be able to get that in. It's a good series, though. I, I think Kelsey's missing out. Yeah, maybe I'll try to talk. She asked me uh, how far I was, so I, I thought maybe she was trying to see if it was worth starting for, or for it, her to start it or not. Honestly, <laughs> it's a continuation of The Mandalorian. That's that's the big thing. It's yeah, a spinoff, well, but it, it is a continuation. Nothing about it seems um, like any more violent, necessarily. There, there definitely seems to be more alien. Oh, I don't know. It's not that violent. It's really not. No, there's not. It, like, it seems like there's more aliens, though, Like the more I think about it. But uh, but maybe it's just like there's more of the classic aliens. There are. Yeah, I mean, it's it's set on Tatooine and everything. And it, it literally mm-hmm. is. Every episode is... Uh, a current story while also flashing back to what happened to Boba Fett in the five years between yeah. Return of the Jedi and this. And I don't know. I think people have put him on a on an unreachable pedestal. Yeah, yeah. Um, people, uh, their expectations are too high for it. I don't agree with it, uh, mm-hmm. with those ideas. And I have friends that are like, he's not badass enough. And I'm like, yeah, he is. No, nah, he's plenty badass. Like. Uh, he's pretty whatever. great in this and yeah. he does a lot of great stuff and <laughs> i i don't know i'm digging it maybe i'm being biased maybe i am because <laughs> uh but you know i i'm also someone who can be turned off by something that i enjoy like i love yeah. star wars i hated that sequel trilogy a lot yeah. I, I i enjoy last jedi the only reason i don't visit is because it's so unbearably long but um yeah. And, you know, I like the Marvel MCU. I'm not ashamed to dislike a movie, though, if it's not very good. <laughs> what speaking of like that stuff, though, uh, looking at I was l- looking at Disney Plus, like what they're releasing the, like anytime soon. Yeah, there's like after Book of Boba, Boba Fett, like, is are we done? Uh, we got uh, for Star Wars, Star Wars or Marvel. Like, it just didn't look like anything else is coming out for a while. Uh no, there's um there's the Obi Wan show coming. Oh, when's that? This year. Oh, okay. The Bad Batch is returning. Um, nice. Mandalorian is returning. Season three is happening. They're shoot. They've been shooting it. I guess just like because I feel like we've been on a kick on there where like there's like a new show a week maybe off a new show. So like we have like all the month. yeah. I mean, we had, like, all the Marvel shows, like, one after another, uh, with Mandalorian, I guess, thrown in there, Bad Batch thrown in there, uh, and now Book of Boba Fett, and it's just, like, once Book of Boba Fett's over, there's, like, is there anything else? There's a trailer for Moon Knight that happened. Moon Knight! That's what it was. Yeah, that's coming up, uh, I think, in a couple weeks, so I guess that's their next one, but it's just, like... March. March 30th. Oh, okay. Well, Yeah. But like, I don't feel like they've been playing that up very much. Like, I almost feel well, like they put a trailer. They just didn't put a trailer up uh, two weeks ago or something like that. Yeah. Um, I I still need to watch so that. I mean, that'll come out. I yeah. imagine Obi Wan or the Bad Batch season two will be after that, if the Bad Batch comes out this year. Um, mm. There's the Ms. Marvel show. That's yeah, I forgot about that. 
Um, That's supposed to be this year, right? Yeah, end of the year. It's supposed to be last year, I think. Right. Uh, I hope that doesn't keep getting pushed off. Uh, what well, is that... it? There's the Moon Knight. There's She-Hulk. Um, sure. Ms. Marvel, Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. <laughs> right. Yeah. What do we have uh, for movies, though, this year? Like, we have Doctor Strange... Oh, God, we say this every single time. I know we do, and I can never... Uh, Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther. Those are the ones that are supposed That's to come out. Okay. Next okay. year will be the Marvels, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, Fantastic Four, apparently, someday. Um, I But, yeah, I know okay. uh, She-Hulk is mid-2022. Ms. Mm-hmm. Marvel's mid-2022. Secret Invasion will be the end of the year. So yeah. will the Guardians thing. I guess Iron like, I, Heart? What the fuck is Iron Heart? <laughs> is that like a new Iron Man? No. Yeah, it's the black chick who's uh, okay. Iron Man. Okay, that's what I thought it was. I guess I I'm, I, I I have no idea who that is. I, I I know that it happened in the comics, but I never read it. Yeah, she's the chick that became Iron Man or Iron Heart, and it was like I think it was when Tony Stark was dead and he was just an AI. Uh. Yeah, it's when he was an AI. Huh. Uh, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> and then Armor Wars is still happening. That's getting canceled. Armor Wars? Yeah, it's an entire show about War Machine. Oh, fun. That's not happening. Is Don Cheadle really, like, going to be still making, doing that? Like, I feel like he's got to be getting too old for it. Way. How dare you? I don't know. How dare you, sir? Not- not that like War Machine ever did much. Like he probably just stands against like in a green screen like for the whole show. He's uh he's fifty seven. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. He's he's no, I think he's a great actor. I I mean I hope he does war. I hope they do more with him doing War Machine because I'd like I I actually like his character and I like recast, him as an actor. Having Don Cheadle recast Terrence Howard was the best damn thing they did. Yeah, for sure. I mean. I, th- yeah, the fact that they I, ever I had Terrence that. Howard is kind of weird, but <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm still someone who thinks that, uh, who still wishes that Ed Norton was still playing Bruce Banner. I, yeah. I like Mark Ruffalo a lot, but yeah. I like Ed Norton a little more, especially considering that he looked like Bruce yeah. Banner. <laughs> yeah, I, I always had a hard time with uh, Mark Ruffalo looks wise. He doesn't look anything like Bruce Banner. No, like, it was Ed a weird Norton has that transition. thin features. Yeah. And, and Mark Ruffalo has more rounder facial features. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's it's just it's like, uh, OK, I, I mean, it, it was fine. I mean, granted, Ed Norton was kind of an asshole, but still I. Yeah. Um, but yeah, having uh, Don Cheadle play uh, War Machine, I think, was a, a better casting decision. Yeah, and I think I just I'm upset that what he was in Iron Man two was it Iron Man two and everything forward, yeah. But like not much past like I feel like he just really had like he's just kind of like a weird token character ever since War. You mean War Machine? Yeah. They've never done anything with him. That's the saddest thing ever. Yeah, I'm always happy when he shows up. He's just kind of in the background. He is. He's a back. He's he's like. He's okay in Iron Man 3 for Iron Man 3 being a shitty movie, but yeah. um, I was happy to see him show up in Avengers 2, and yeah. then 
he well, was. Well, but he was only in that to get hurt. Yeah. No, no. That was the Civil War. Oh, you're right. In Avengers 2, he's at the beginning at a party, and then later he shows up to help at Sokovia. Right. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, because he's there to, like, try to lift the hammer, right? Yes. That the right, yeah, the he's right at a party. He's at their uh, He's at their after party. Yeah. Um, But I've always really liked Don Cheadle. He's great yeah. in the great Ocean actor. movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love him in that movie. I forgot about his character. There was a movie he did... Um, Oh man, what was that? He was playing like a, a CIA uh, spy, uh, trying to infiltrate like these terrorist, like this terrorist organization. And it was uh, it was really good though, because um, he like his whole character was like he was like a bomb expert, mm-hmm. and so he was infiltrating this terrorist organization that wanted to bomb something in the United States, and he basically like he went through with everything like supplying bombs to the bombers and everything. He just told them all to go on the same bus that was like just driving in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and so they like there was just like a bus full of all these terrorists and they just didn't realize that everyone else on the bus was a terrorist. And so they ended up bombing nothing, but guard. Is it? I don't remember it. Um, I don't know. I'm just looking up his filmography and I'm, yeah, it, it was kind of a random movie. And I don't feel like it, I don't feel like it ever got any, I, I don't know that I ever saw any press for it. I just saw that he was in it. I think it was on Netflix. And so I watched it and mm. I liked it. I just don't remember what it was. <laughs> well, um, I forgot he was in Rain Over Me. Yeah, he's the he's um Adam Sandler's like best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like roommate or something like that. Yeah. Um, roommate in college. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like former college roommate. Um, when he and he's like a therapist, I think. Something like that. Yeah. I don't think he. I don't think he. About Adam Sandler's family yeah. was killed in nine eleven, and yeah. it's a depressing, goddamn movie. It but, is. Uh, it's not well, yeah, well liked, but I I actually enjoyed it. But it's it's a yeah. fun little sappy movie. What movie? Rain over me. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I I thought it was done well. I just don't know that like it's not on my top. It's not like on any of my lists of favorite movies. No, I've uh, never seen it. And I thought it was pretty good. Oh yeah, he's also in uh, he's also in that that movie with Nick Cage. What is that? What? Uh, he's in a Nick he's in a Nick Cage movie. Uh. I mean, Nick Cage is basically the new Kevin Bacon, so it's hard to say. Oh, where the hell is this? It's, um, let me look it up, because I, I liked it. Uh, Ocean's Eleven, Ticker, Abby Stinger, Ocean's Twelve, F Sunset. Uh, damn, I thought that, no, it is him. Where the hell is this movie at? Um, I'm pretty sure it was Don Cheadle in this. Uh, I remember it now. Uh, no, not that. Oh. Yeah, oh, the family. family man. I just Googled Don Cheadle, Nick Cage, and Family Man popped up. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. It's about never Nick Cage. He's a, he's a successful businessman, and he, uh, he, like, wakes up one day, and he is living, like, he's a multi-billion dollar, he's a multi He's a multimillionaire and businessman, and he, like, the whole reason for his success is because he, stu- he, like, walked away from his girlfriend and chose his career over her. And then one day he goes to bed and he wakes up and he's married to her with kids and he's, like, mm. a salesman or something like that. Mm. And 
Yeah, it's kind of like a like um, it's a wonderful life kind of idea where sure. instead of oh I never existed, it was uh, here's what my life would have looked like if I had not made this decision. Yeah, and then what is Don Cheadle like the angel character? Yeah, he's like his guardian angel or something like that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, when did this come out? It looks very nineties. Twenty two years old. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little weird to think that two thousand was twenty two years ago. Oh, that's funny. Uh, googling it, uh, one of the suggested like, you know, things, similar things is wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Sounds about right. It's similar. So yeah, I wonder. It must be like a remake or whatever. I don't think it's a remake. It's probably just stealing the idea. Yeah, whatever that's called. But I don't know. I liked the movie a lot. I mean, this is also 2000s when Nick Cage was big. Yeah, this was the height of his career. Yeah. I'm. St- I still. Oh, it's by Brett Ratner. Jesus, no. Um. Uh. I still want Nick Cage to be successful. He needs to stop making desperate movies. He has to make the desperate movies to pay his taxes off. That's the problem. That's yeah. the entire reason he makes trash now is he just makes everything because he owes millions of dollars to the IRS. It was, is that he just because he a, wasn't? He has a terrible spending problem. Yeah. He just is got remarried, just... though. Fifth wife. Me alive. <laughs> yep. Uh, 20, 27-year-old Japanese girl. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, says, I heard about that. out, he hopes. What? He says he's hoping this works out. Of course. I mean, I hope that he would say that. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah, the dude has such a terrible spending problem. It's it's really unfortunate. Like the dude just can't stop spending. He buys ta- he buys castles, he buys yeah. comic books. Uh dinosaur heads from what dinosaur heads, dinosaur bones in general, just bullshit. Yeah. And he can't do anything. Like it's really sad that because this dude like has like either been nominated or won Oscars, and he was he's he's headlined giant franchises like National Treasure, all these yeah. big blockbusters, and now he he puts out like ten movies a year, and they're just trash. One of them might be good, like Pig, and mm, yeah, um, I yeah, it, it's it's pretty pathetic i i kind of look forward to that movie he's coming he's got coming out uh with pedro pascal even though i, I probably won't, I won't oh yeah that looks like it might be okay it, it seems weird to see pedro pascal as like doing a comedy or yeah just, like, being, he hasn't like, done a lot of them yeah and so like he just kind of like like for some reason he just look, looks weird doing a comedy i don't know like he just doesn't have a face for it <laughs> I don't know. He's an ugly looking dude. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. it's called. The uh, it's uh, the uh, uh, the unbearable way of a massive talent, where Nick Cage plays a fictional version of himself, and Wasn't that Pedro Pascal plays Nick? a billionaire who's like the biggest Nick Cage fan ever, and hires Nick Cage to hang out with him. <laughs> yeah. It isn't wasn't that movie like written for him like specifically like I, I thought you brought this up like a year ago that like these people wrote this movie oh hoping no, basically was, you would get this it this was like a couple weeks ago uh, a couple months ago when the trailer was released I'd never heard of this before oh once I saw that it was else. like it was Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal I was like is this movie actually coming out to theaters it doesn't even look real like it looks like a fake trailer mm-hmm but uh. 
Every right. once in a while, these has been hack uh, actors make a make a meta film about their careers. Um, yeah. Nick Cage. Nick, this is Nick Cage's like uh, 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 Jean-Claude Van Damme has done like one or two of them. Well, which is funny, too, that Nick Cage is making one because he made um, Adaptation. He played. Um, oh, man, what's that guy's name? Charlie Kaufman. Uh, is it Charlie Kaufman? That's, uh, there's the comedian something Kaufman. Um, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Is that the comedian? Yeah, the one that okay, disappeared. So, no, okay, so Charlie Kaufman, though, he's a writer. So he wrote, like, um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Being John Malkovich. Oh. Um, and so Adaptation was a movie about Charlie Kaufman while they were filming Being John Malkovich, where he was hired to write a book about, um, like, the uh, try, no, no, to write a movie about this book that was a documentary about this guy who, who found this flower in the middle of a swamp. Um, and he just like, does not want to write this movie, but like he, he has like nothing else going on and he needs the money or something. Um, and he even invented like a twin brother. So like the movie was written in real life by Charlie Kaufman. It's about himself writing the movie that you are watching. Um, and he invented a twin brother that also has a writing credit who does not exist in real life. And so Nicolas Cage played both characters. Um, and you can tell at what point, like there's a point at which in the, like in the movie, his twin brothers the whole time trying to also write movies. And so he keeps like asking him like, Hey, like what do what do people in the industry do? And he's like, stop calling it the industry. You're just writing a movie and you're ed- like, and stop calling mom your editor and like stuff like that. And at one point he finally goes and talks to his brother. He's like, Hey, I need help with this movie. And basically from that point on, it turns into like an action film. Right. It's just, it's just crazy. But it, it's just funny that he was in a meta film about a movie writer. And then, yeah. And now he's, and that was probably the mark of like when he started to like really go downhill and like the movies yeah. making. Cause that was, um, 2000, like what? 2004. Four, five, adaptation maybe. yeah 2002 oh really yeah I, mean, I feel like though after that i don't know that nicholas cage has made a great movie <laughs> it was um it was roughly about 2008 2009 is when it started okay. getting really shitty i forgot I, I looked up charlie kaufman i kind of forgot he's the guy behind eternal sunshine of the spotless mind a movie yeah that he, he writes real trippy movies hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. I hated that movie. Everyone talks about how good it is, and I sat no, and watched it, and I was miserable the entire time. It's not a. It's it's just a confusing movie, and like not even in a good way. No, I forgot. He also his latest movie was I'm thinking of ending things, which was on Netflix, and I heard it's good, but it also just kind of looked like crap. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, a movie I. Boy, yeah, there's there's I'm a minority there. Popular movie I dislike very much. I well, the thing it, that's that's a movie I know I've seen. I remember none of it. Uh, it's so, just Jim yeah. Carrey and Kate Winslet. Both are a couple that break up. And then, yeah, he finds out she wiped her memories of him. And well, so he does the same thing. And then they end yeah. up finding each other again. I hated it. Well, and then isn't Elijah Wood in it as like. Her, like her new her, boyfriend or something i think so yeah so uh, weird. <laughs> yeah elijah what is it so it's mark ruffalo <laughs> oh, that's funny man i don't know i don't like jim carrey movies very much so no i've lost 
I yeah. If I see he's in a movie, I'm kind of like, I don't know. He was good in Sonic. But he didn't even look like he looked like a completely different person. Oh no way! No, he in Sonic he just looks like Jim Carrey, with a giant mustache. Not yet, not till the last two seconds of the movie. Oh really? That's yeah, it's I just Jim saw. Carrey in like a weird suit. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he's just very he, Jim Carrey, but he looks like Jim Carrey. Just, it's not till maybe, the end that he ends up looking like Eggman. Maybe he just is more reminiscent of like old Jim Carrey instead of crazy new Jim. Very Carrey. much. He is trying. Well, he's doing very old nineties crazy zany. Yeah, like, like he's he, playing he, like Ace Ventura. I was gonna say like he looks like he's back on because like, I haven't seen the movie yet, but like in the trailers, it reminds me a lot of like in Living Color Jim Carrey. Yes, I guess very sticky. And maybe and, that's why I guess I feel like he looks different, but maybe it's just that he looks like old Jim Carrey again. I guess. Yeah. Oh. I watched a movie this week that I'd never seen before. Oh, what was that? It's on Disney Plus. I recommend it to you. I recommend it to you and Kelsey because I think you both would like it if you'd not seen it before. Is it Uh, Encanto? No, I love dogs. Oh, I want to see that. It's a Wes Anderson film. I can't believe you watched a Wes Anderson film. I know, but it's one that I always (laughs) wanted to see. And I forgot that when Fox acquired... uh, when Fox was acquired by Disney, yeah, uh, they threw that on there a lot, like over a year ago, and I forgot about it. Yeah, and somehow it popped in my head. Yeah, isn't, so that's about like a little boy who goes to the island, like an island full of dogs, to get his dog back. Yes. Yeah, and is it don't like all the dogs have like different variations of the name King, like Rex and King and Le- like Leader. Uh, no, no. Oh, okay, never mind then. <laughs> Uh, um, the movie's not perfect, but I had an enjoyable time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a Wes Anderson film. I feel like that's usually how they are. Yeah, like uh, the dogs are. Our, it's Rex, Chief, King. Yeah. Duke, Boss. Yeah. Oh, I guess. I guess. All I these names know. mean leader. <laughs> oh, okay. And they're all not leaders, which is funny. Right. That's uh, the joke. Okay. But there's also other dogs. There's Jupiter. Okay. There's Oracle. There's Ooh. uh. Uh, Scrap, uh, Igor, Peppermint. And is the the premise is like dogs are against the law now? Uh, yeah, it's 20 years in the future. There's been a canine flu that's spread. And so, uh, they, the mayor of the, this town, the city, uh, bans dogs and it makes them illegal and so they dump them all on garbage island okay and the whole thing is actually kind of a ploy because the mayor is part of a secret organization that loves cats oh okay the cats aren't behind this but it's all cat lovers that's funny and, and the boy is the mayor's nephew and he wants his dog back his dog spots i think his name is and so okay. Uh, he flies to the island to rest to get his dog back. Gotcha. And the voice cast is really great. It's Brian Cranston, Ed Norton, Jeff Goldblum, oh, Bill Murray, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Murray. It's it's Wes Anderson's stereotypical casting. Yeah, it's all the same people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and um, I, yeah, I've I've said before I don't like Wes Anderson. I think his stuff's kind of I, I think his stuff's overrated in a way. But I, I also don't like saying it's just that. Very, but it's very artistic. He's a very artistic director. He is. He is a hipster's wet dream. And yeah, yeah. I I don't get his humor remotely. 
Mm. I don't get it's his very style of storytelling yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, but this is a movie, I saw the trailer, and I always thought it looked funny. And uh, so I watched it the other night, and yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It does hmm. kind of go off the rails in the second half. So if yeah. you watch it, I would like to talk about that. Sure. But um, I like this. I like stop motion and stuff, and so yeah. I, I liked it. That said, yeah, this will be probably the only Wes Anderson movie I ever watch. Have you never seen any of them, or? Oh, I don't care. I don't care about Rushmore, <laughs> or, or, or fucking uh, Royal Tenenbaums, or any uh, of that. Shit. I don't recommend Royal Tenenbaums. That wasn't great. Um, I don't care about uh, Life of Aquatic. The or... Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou was okay. Um, that's kind of like it's kind of reminiscent of. Uh, like Moby Dick where like it's this uh, an ocean documentary documentarian yeah. who's trying to kind of like get this elusive thing. Um, and I can't remember what it is. And like uh, Willem Dafoe's in it and he's, he plays like this goofy German guy, I think. And he's just funny. Oh, the whole point is, uh, uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Luke, not Luke Wilson. The other one. Owen Wilson um, like shows up out of nowhere because I think he thinks that Steve Zizou's his dad. Mm-hmm. And so like he, he's just trying to like, you know, like get to know his dad kind of thing. And Steve Zizou's just kind of confused by that, but also like trying like trying to get this like video of I forget what it is, like some like a whale or something, maybe. Uh, and so he's like very caught up in that. And then uh, it's got the lady from uh adam's family as his like ex-wife maybe angelica houston yeah Yeah. she's a regular wes anderson yeah she is um yeah and then willem dafoe is like is like the second in command guy and he's just goofy and funny but yeah it it his his filming style is very peculiar uh, yeah. The fa- what is it? Fantastic Mr. Fox. You might like that one. I it's another stop seen, motion. Yeah. And it's got George Clooney as the Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's very silly. It's very uh it's, Roald, is, it's based on a Roald Dahl book, isn't it? I, I have so. no idea. I think so. Which makes it even weirder. Oh god. Yeah, it's uh, he, he certainly gives Jason Schwartzman a uh yeah, Jason uh, Schwartzman. He, he gives Jason guy. Schwartzman a uh, a paycheck every time. Same with uh, he's able to reach out to Bill Murray too and talk and get him to do stuff. Oh yeah, he was the Badger. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's just it's it's uh I, I like the Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's it's very silly. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It, it, he's a he's a filmmaker. His 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 storytelling is so dry and deadpan to me. So dry. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where I'm like, no, I, I don't give a fuck. Unfortunately, yeah. and I'm in the minority. I totally accept that yeah. too. Yeah. I totally accept that. Uh, his movies are very well received. They are they are critic uh porn, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I they're, they're very strange films, but yeah. How uh, how was your? I we've been going very long, unfortunately. Yeah. But how was your daughter's birthday? Uh, yeah. So we have. Dexter wanted to mention this, and we kind of yeah. Have sorry. Tangented, tangented, oh, tangented. Fine. I don't know. I mean, it was just the only thing I had to talk about. So, uh, well, I had that in another thing that I don't know that matters. But um, no, she had yeah, she had her birthday on Thursday, um, and it was good. Uh, she got a ton Here's of toys. Yeah, she just turned four. Man, she is so excited to be four. Uh, she got a bunch of um, 
not American doll, American girl dolls, but like the target version of American girl dolls. Like I forgot what they're called. Like, I don't even know what they're called. They're just like kind of, I don't know, like 12 inch tall dolls and they have like a lot of accessories. So she has like three of those now all of a sudden. Um, (laughs) And one of them, we bought a food truck with that for one uh that it's like it's an ice cream truck and so that was kind of because she is always pretending to sell us ice cream and so we're just (laughs) like okay let's just get her let's just get her an ice cream truck then and this is funny because she really doesn't play with it at all but then like she'll still try to sell us ice cream um and then yeah i don't know that was good and and uh we just actually swapped out her old kitty bed uh today for her big girl bed which is a a full-size bed it's uh actually my wife's bed frame from when she was a a little kid so that was kind of cool and man she was just so excited about bedtime today just because she gets her new big girl bed and she's just a cute little four-year-old um just so excited to be four i it's just so funny to me um vivi doesn't smile she just looks pouty all the time it's very adorable she had she has my smile from when i was little we're like she she's convinced that she's smiling and she is not (laughs) it's just like she just basically presses her lips together and then there's just a straight line uh it's it's hilarious i love it i can picture it yeah and then um yeah i don't know the the only other thing i guess that i had going on is we started watching um I can't even think what it's called now. Escape to the Castle? Not Escape to the Castle. It's this movie, or it's a TV show about reality TV, about a British couple who, they weren't real rich. I mean, I guess they were. Like, the guy's an engineer, a uh, retired colonel from, like, the army or something. And so he had, like, they had, like, 300,000 pounds, which I don't know. I don't know what that converts to. It's probably around $500,000. Um, and they found out that if you move to France, which I guess this is really common in England, like for English people or British people, they to move to France because uh, the housing is significantly cheaper than in England. Um, and so they found out that for three hundred thousand pounds, you can buy a castle in France. And so they bought one and the show is just about them restoring it. And it is oddly satisfying to watch. <laughs> is it reality? Yeah, so it's a real show. Like it's just it's this really old guy. Like, he looks way too old for this lady he's going to marry at the end of the show, apparently. Uh, and they have, like, two kids together. That are, they're teeny tiny kids, and they're super cute kids when, when they're on. They're not on very much. But um, but they bought uh, this castle that has a moat and seven outbuildings, and they, they like, bought chickens and... Uh, they want to convert one of the outbuilding or I think something about the whole place to have like weddings out there. Like, so they want it to be like a business, but, uh, the whole place, I guess nobody's lived there for several decades. So it's in pretty bad disrepair. And so that's why it's interesting, I guess, is just to see like this guy who's a former army colonel engineer, just trying to basically fix up a castle all by himself. Like, completely real like or i don't know how much of it's real i guess it's a reality tv show so who knows but they sh- you know they just show him fixing windows and stuff here and there and he keeps hiring his plumber friends from the from the uk to come down and help him do like the plumbing and the heating and stuff but it, it's literally the only thing that i've done lately or i know i started playing dishonored 2 again uh which i'm playing it without matt using any magic so that's kind of weird 
But other than that, not a lot. Have you ever played Dishonored? No. Okay. I don't know that you'd like... Do you like first-person shooters? I don't like killing people. Yeah, okay, fair enough. There's a lot of that in this game. Yeah, I don't like so, shooting. Well, I don't like play, killing other humans. You can play it two different ways, because I usually play it where you don't kill people. Like, so you strangle them, basically. No. Or you you, uh, you can get sleeping arrows, too. Um, but if you're playing without magic, you basically, like, that's, it's very difficult to play that way. Um, there's a lot more sneaking around, I suppose, but you can't like, cause in this game, the magic, the primary use of magic, I guess that I would use was like teleporting, mm-hmm. um, or you can turn into a rat if you're playing as the, the guy who plays the lady, the princess or the empress, you can, mm-hmm. she turns into a shadow monster and you can kind of like sneak past people that way but yeah th- no it's a very gruesome game actually the reason i stopped playing it the last time i was playing it was because i decided like i'm gonna play this like the chaotic way which ends up being a lot of killing but uh it's kind of like the game gets really weird because um like you have a heart that you carry around and you point it at like people and the the dead empress from the game before will like tell you secrets about that like those people and it kind of it reveals like different things about the game like as you're moving forward to kind of like give you like tell you what to do um and so every so often she will just be like when you kill somebody she like her voice will just pop up and say like why are you doing this like why like why did you become this person and at one point i killed like the shopkeeper and then i was stealing his money like from the till and the main character like just said, take your life, take your money. What does it matter? I'm like, holy crap. And so I just stopped playing the game. Like I was like, I can't, I like, like I usually can't be evil in games, but like, I'll usually try it just to see how different the game is. Cause, um, the first game dishonored one, it's a completely different game. If you play chaotic, because there's uh in the city, like where it takes place, there's a rat plague going on. And so if you don't kill anybody through the first half of the game, through the second half of the game, there are there's more people and the rat plague is going away. But if you basically are creating a lot of bodies for the rats to eat by the second half of the game, like there's just there's a lot of uh, there's zombie type characters in the game then. And so there's just a lot more of the zombies and there's a lot more rats that you have to deal with. And so like the gameplay is like a little different if you are chaotic or not. Um, and so I think I, like, I was just kind of wanting to see then what this game, what the second game was like, if it was more chaotic, but it was just like, it was hard to do like just morally very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, like, I, I, I don't know that I have, I feel like I've been able to, uh, like I, I can play violent video games fine. Um, but I usually do, I guess I get tired of them. Like I played doom, 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 what the 2016 version uh i think i made it to like level three and i was just like yeah "Yeah, done i think i've killed enough demons like it's just like you can only use a chainsaw and like and machine guns so much and just see so much blood and gore and it's just like yeah it's so repetitive yeah and that's the problem i mean especially for doom I never there. understand why those games are so widely praised because they're just so repetitive. They're, they're, and I watch gameplays and stuff, and yeah. I I get bored watching. Yeah, them. and I'm always like, I'm not gonna knock people who enjoy their Murney thing, yeah. but like, it's just like I get that way even with uh, Halo. 
where it's sure. like it just gets so insanely repetitive that I was yeah. like uh that I just get bored with it. <laughs> the thing the well and like for Doom, the reason why I even played it was because I found out that the music uh was done really well. And it is. It's done very well. Yeah. Like, um, because it's written in a way that basically as you encounter an enemy, the music kind of like ramps up. Yeah. The music in Doom has always been well praised and I agree with it. I think it's it's fantastic. But like, I don't care how good that music is. Like, it's it gets boring after three levels. No, it 100 percent does. I I feel that way. I um. I'm I'm still I I'm I'm almost done with Halo Reach. I finished Halo sure. ODST the other day, and is that, which one's that? Is that the that's the one? one where you don't play as Master Chief? It's set between Halo Two and Three. Who are you? Who do you play? Orbital as? Drop Shock Troopers. Oh, and interesting. Yeah, you um and you play as Nathan Fillion essentially. And <laughs> you uh you're just right. dealing with the invasion of Earth, and it's oh, cool. it's a non-linear game. It's yeah. fun. I remember when it came out. It's part of the master chief collection so, so and just I, each level is just like a different battle basically kind of it's uh so uh what it is is it's it kind of picks up where i think halo 2 uh, middle of halo 2 your your um odsts you drop down from orbit and yeah. join the fights um the game you're a squad of odsts you're the rookie and you're four others pretty mm. much the game kicks off it starts with the rookie like nine hours after drop or something like that. Hmm. And you pretty much all his missions are him uh, finding clues for his squad. And okay. for every clue you find, you find it. And then it cuts to the mission that led up to the clue. Interesting. So every other mission is a flashback. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's unique. Um and I finished it. It feels quicker than it actually is. Sure. But um, and then I I'm, I was playing Halo Reach before we recorded, and I was like, yep, yep, this is this was the start of Halo: The Depression Era, where every game has to be sad. Oh yeah. But I, the music's really great. That's what I was gonna get to. Like, I ended up listening while I was at work the other day the Halo Three soundtrack. And I'm yeah. not someone who cares much about video game music per se, like some of my friends are, mm-hmm. but. I've always liked Halo 4's music a lot to a point mm. where I bought the soundtrack when it came out 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was listening to the Halo 3 soundtrack and going, yeah, yep, this is still really good music. This is huh. still awesome. And then, of course, you share Chrono Trigger music yes. this past two weeks. And, and I've stuck listening to that dude's channel constantly. I have had the, the, the Chrono Trigger theme song stuck in my head for like what? It, that was like. A week and a half ago. Yeah, it was like a week and a half ago. It's got. literally that's that's been the soundtrack of my brain since then. Oh, like, the Specchio theme has been going through my brain. So luckily, has... that's not the song that's been in my. <laughs> oh man, especially when I when I pointed out that it's the, kind of got the same rhythm as the Jump Jiving song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny. I'm actually going to probably start playing Chrono Trigger tomorrow. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I haven't. I think I'd rather I'm not play it from Chrono. the very get go. I'm doing a new game plus to have fun. Yeah, I I, I want to go back and play Chrono Cross again. It's been a while since I played that game. Oh, I do too. I I talked Travis into buying that for the PlayStation Network. And uh, has he had, gave, has he not played it? He's never played Chrono Cross. And oh, uh, um, he's in for a treat. It was like well no, this was like ten years ago. Oh okay okay. 
Yeah, he had the PlayStation Network, and I gave him 10 bucks to get it, and I think I played it for five minutes because he has, like, a 60-inch television, and that's a PlayStation oh. 1 game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a game that would be nice to have, like, a remake just to get the pump the graphics up a bit. Because that was, like, right at the beginning of, like, or that, that was like right at the end of PlayStation One. I want to like, say yeah, it was like ninety nine or something. They finally like, like figured out how to get decent graphics for that system. It's just like where did the like where did these graphics come from for this? Like why haven't we been having these graphics this whole time? It's <laughs> kind of that way with uh with um God what game was it uh I was playing where the graphics just looked so bad. I can't remember. I was playing a game and yeah, the graphics looked. So so shitty um oh no it was it was halo 4 which was the last year of the xbox 360 and that game still looks really good huh interesting yeah yeah that game still looks great and that game was originally like i think they wanted to release it for the xbox one but they Mm. they were told no you got to release it for the 360 and that game was pushing the graphics of the 360s console yeah and that's arguably so i still think looks like a great game yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I mean, uh, i'm always baffled when they do that it was kind of like the super nintendo that thing was pushing the graph uh uh mario rpg was pushing that console's graphics like crazy yeah that's just weird though that, like i mean the, the i don't know how the technology is for that that like they just they seem to figure out how to like cram it all onto a disc or something like cram it all on a disc and just push the firmware and software to its limit yeah and it also doesn't help that games that come when it was released they're not doing that they're pretty much just going well we'll see if this works yeah i mean it's all new at that point but like i mean the the difference between what final fantasy 7 and I mean, Final Fantasy seven and Final Fantasy nine is insane. I was. Yeah. And that's another thing. Final Fantasy seven was damn near like a year or two years after the PlayStation one came out. I'm going to tell you right now, I watch story mode, the chan- the YouTube channel. It's one of Internet historians. Yeah. He has a 40 minute uh, synopsis of Final Fantasy seven's game, uh, the entire game. Yeah, that game. I was thinking about you and Travis this week. Because uh-huh. I watched that one. It's an older episode. It came out like six months ago. And I'm okay. sitting here going, Dexter and Travis really love this game. I think this game looks like complete shit. Uh, I never finished it. Um, but I remember watching my brother play it. And that game, that is a nuts game. Like it It's just, a it nuts is... game. It just looks like complete ass. Oh, it, it's horrible. But like, it it's looks all awful. Over the place. I've never like, thought it looked good. The, thing, the things that go on in that game just make no sense. No, like, and I... Uh, the thing is, is I do recommend uh, the story modes uh, channel of it because they do the entire game in 40 minutes. Yeah. They explain the entire synopsis of it. And it's just like it'd be better than playing it, honestly. <laughs> I think so, because um, that's what that channel is. It's just them talking well, about cool. games. It's really yeah. a great channel. Um, yeah. And but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm aware Final Fantasy games are kind of convoluted and they don't make any sense. And that where you start is not where you end. But yeah. Well, yeah, there's always, like, a weird twist in the middle. Oh, God, uh, yeah. I mean, granted, cr- we both love Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger yeah. has that, too, but I still think Chrono Trigger... Well, it's the Trigger same company, keeps, yeah. I still think Chrono Trigger keeps pretty faithful to its premise, though. Yeah, like, I mean, you still fight Lavos at the end. Like, Lavos well, like is the, the main game, villain. It is a game-changer where halfway through the game, the goal is to defeat Magus. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. it comes, no, Lavos is actually the main thing. 
but you already right. are aware of Lav of Magus for the most part. Like the entire yeah. reason to defeat Magus is so he doesn't wake up Lavos until you realize Magus is not a pawn of Lavos. He's actually trying to defeat it itself. But yeah, but well, like then... from the get go, like I want to say once you get to twenty three hundred, um, a couple hours into the game. You discover the you, the future is destroyed because of Lavos. And so the game is, we have to stop Lavos. Yeah. And just stuff gets added on, but the goal from, you know, a couple hours in is the goal that you're playing until the end. Whereas, yeah. Jesus well, Christ, Final Fantasy games are like just a giant mind fuck. So is Chrono Cross to an extent. Chrono Cross, yeah. I mean, oh boy, I think if anyone asked you or I, hey, what's the plot of Chrono Cross? We both oh, would go, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't think there is a plot. <laughs> well, there is a plot. It's just it's so convoluted. Yeah, it is. But um, the the funny thing too, like I mean, talking about this too, like, like specifically Final Fantasy Nine. Like at first you think the villain is the queen, and then you realize the villain is this like other guy. But then you find out that he's a puppet of like of this alien. And then you get to the end and you actually end up fighting a completely different guy by the very yeah. end. And then as soon as you defeat that person whoever it is i don't even remember um all of a sudden like satan shows up it's just like yeah. what like literally it's satan <laughs> well yeah of course it is it's just like wh- wh- why are you here <laughs> uh it's, it's, and then it just makes no sense but it was such a fun game <laughs> I remember us being kids and you really loving it. You brought it to my dad's when you stayed over and showed it to me. And you even asked if I wanted to play it. And I went, I don't think so. Not because I wasn't into it, but because it was, it was so overhauling that I could not, I don't think I could. And then you lent it to me for a week. I got a PlayStation and I think I got like an hour into it. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. It's not a detriment to your enjoyment of it or my unenjoyment. It was just like, uh, I've never been someone, and I've said it before on podcast, I've never been someone who's been a big fan of instant action, instant action role playing. And it's, it's intimidating, but yeah, that like Final Fantasy nine, I remember you were such the biggest fan of it. Oh, I love that game. Yeah. I remember trying to play Final Fantasy 10 and being like, no, 10, 10 is a rough game. Uh, They made like two sequels for it. Yeah, it was the only one that ever got sequels. Yeah, ten two. I think did it get two? I know it got ten two. I didn't know if it got ten. I don't know. I don't know. It's well, and ten two makes no sense because there's no magic. <laughs> uh, so it, we don't have to get into that. But, no, uh, it doesn't. It just deals with like the like the planets and ocean and like there's that yeah. that kickball game you play and crap and it's uh, like blitzball. Yeah. I just I've also never been a big fan when they said, hey, here's this stylized design for Final Fantasy and here's this uber realistic version. Yeah, I never liked the realistic one like, because that was basically after 10. That's been just how it's been. Well, even then, um, uh, eight was super realistic, but uh, yeah, it uh, was nine kind of backtracked so is, a little. So is technically seven. It looks stylized. Yeah. But well, actually it just, intended it to look realistic. They just couldn't do the it. The limitation was the graphics. Yeah. But as and, long as Tifa had giant boobs, that's all that mattered. I mean, if that's what you call that with those graphics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you had the cut scenes and they didn't look much better either. Right. <laughs> um, I actually just found out that there's a, a new MMO uh, version of Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy, whatever number they're on now. Uh, it's an MMO. And I guess it's so it was so wildly popular that they shut down 
uh, new sales because they had to catch up with the servers. Um, and and now they're still working on Final Fantasy VII Remake for some reason. I hope everyone's yeah. really satisfied with the bullshit that is Final Fantasy VII Remake where they're releasing it in parts and it's taking goddamn forever to do. Yeah, that's weird that they haven't had the second part out yet. Yeah, and it, uh, I think, well, part one came out only, like, last year, I think, or 2020, but they announced yeah. it back in, like, 2015, oh, and, gosh, yeah, yeah it, it, what a mess, and yeah. I, I, I hope it's living up to everyone's bullshit expectations, sure. even though I don't think it actually is, uh, especially since they're not, like, I, I praise um, Square for not just making a reskin like Halo, yeah. Even though I don't mind the reskins of Halo, sure. uh, of them just remaking the graphics, they actually are changing the game up. But yeah. it's kind of bullshit that it is just taking forever. Yeah, the the thing about Final Fantasy VII as well is just like how much they're milking that. Yes, because like there's a movie, there's the original game, and I guess there's just the movie in the original game. But like, oh right, well then then they throw the characters in all over the place too. And yeah, stuff and, and it's just ma- like, it's always been like. I guess, I don't know, maybe it's just because, like, Final Fantasy VII, for those fans, is, like, kind of what Chrono Trigger is for us. Um, yeah. But we're not clamoring for remakes all the time. But like, the, But we love it just as much as those fans do. Unfortunately, those fans way outweigh us. Yeah, and, well, the thing is, is, like, I accept Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross to be, like, th- those are just the games. Like, I don't expect yeah. those characters to ever be brought up anywhere else. And... And the thing with Final Fantasy is it's like each game is its is its own standalone. Like that's yeah. what Final Fantasy has always been. Yeah. And it's just and I, I guess I just I don't see the need for Cloud to be in anything other than Final Fantasy seven. Like it's just it's unnecessary. No. Yeah. The movie I remember watching and not understanding it because I never played the game. <laughs> yeah. Because it was a sequel, I believe. Or like it was, it was a sequel. Yeah. It, it, well, I think I watched it. And I just I hadn't played the game in so long that like I was just like, oh, like, I don't know. I was surprised by who was in it, I guess. I was just like, oh, they're alive. Eventually, and, be, that movie would probably just be expanded DLC nowadays. Yeah, sure. It probably will be, you know, well, in 10 years when they release uh, when they complete it. I don't understand why it's taking so long to complete <laughs> either. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. But the fandoms love it. The fans are absolutely loving it. You know, yeah, 26 yeah. years later, they're still... Uh, Man, they're, when did that game come out? 97, I think. 97. Oh, jeez. Yeah, something like that. It's an old game. I don't know. I guess maybe because it was one of, like... It was the first Final Fantasy to look so different. And is the first 3D, yeah. Yeah, first thing on PlayStation and everything, mm-hmm. that maybe that's what it really comes down to, is just the nostalgia of, man, when I was a kid, I played this so much, I love it so much, and it introduced me to gaming, and I've always wanted it to come back, and now it's back, and it's like, yep, and you're going to be 45 when it's completed. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. If you're lucky. Uh, anyway, I, we've been talking for two hours. Yes. Um, I don't know, is there anything else you want to say before we get out? I made a uh, I made an Instagram for my children's book. Yes, and I've been trying to to promote that whenever I'm. I appreciate I, everyone who bit. has. I I don't know how to ex, I don't know how to grow it. That's the biggest problem. Is I I have a Just, a learning deficiency when it comes to like social media mainly. Like I'm doing my best, but I don't really understand how people make stuff. And then it's like hundreds of 
followings already and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I mean, even your, even your alternate ones are do very well. And I'm just like, yep, I hit a lot. Oh, I've well, got like eight followers now. The, the <laughs> thing, the thing with like the, my woodworking one, I just basically do all the hashtags that woodworkers would be interested in. That's what I'm trying to do too with art. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I guess just, I don't know. Cause like, I, I literally all like, like if I make something out of like, walnut like i'll do hashtag walnut hashtag walnut wood hashtag woodworking hashtag whatever tool i might have used (laughs) and i usually get the thing about woodworkers too is like they're all wanting to instant you know but they all have an instagram and they all are desperate for you to like their stuff so they'll like your stuff so that you like their stuff and it's it's just a i don't know i'm actually not that into it anymore like that aspect of it um because it's just it just feels like a lot of but like just a lot of desperate people trying to, you know, make it big on the internet. Um, I, man, I just get so worked up over all the bullshit bots that like my stuff yeah, and then send me messages that. saying, send, send, send me it so I can promote it. And then I no, did that one okay. time months ago on my private one, my personal one. Yeah. And instantly it was, Hey, cause I didn't know it. I got comments that said, Hey, send this to me and I'll promote it. And I did. And then I get a response back saying 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, they just want it's money. It's like, oh, no thanks. Yeah. <sighs> I hate those. I hate, I mean, I hate those, like, those like especially if you follow a lot of, like, web comics. There's always, like, just these reposts uh, accounts. Yeah. I don't even – I hope they're not paying those accounts because, like, I hate them. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe people do pay for them, and that's how they get them up there and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't well, know. usually, but... I guess, a lot of those accounts, like, they don't attribute them. Like, it says, like – uh not the original creator. If you want this taken down, just DM me. And then yeah. like in the comments, like all the comments are, are people like commenting at the original creator. And mm-hmm. then the original creator saying, why is this here? Please take it down. <laughs> I've had that same problem with my own photography because. Oh I've, yeah. Yeah. I've had that problem with my own photography where I posted it online on web mm-hmm. forums and I get people who, uh, steal my pictures and post them on their Facebook groups. And I've had to DM them and tell them, Hey, uh, and I've had to put in my, my own posts and stuff like that saying, don't take my photos. And they still do. Yeah. And I've had to report them. And then I've had to talk to them and say, Hey, stop taking my stuff. And they go, Oh, sorry. I didn't realize you didn't like that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I didn't like it. And then they block me. Yeah. So I just had to stop posting. Well, I mean, if they block you, at least they can't see your content. To no, they steal they it. block me on social media, so yeah. then I can't go to the. Yeah, but they can still uh, they can still take my stuff. Um, sure. Well, I guess if they're blocking you, you can't see their, that they're doing. Yeah. Yes, I can't see their posts. I can't see their Facebook postings on their groups. So I had to just stop doing it because yeah. I got so fed up of that of them yeah, me yeah. saying, "Hey, stop stealing my stuff," and then they just block me so I don't see them posting my stuff. Yeah. I had that happen to me, so and I just finally gave up uh, posting because I didn't like it. I didn't appreciate it. No, yeah, that, that's why I don't really do social media that much anymore. Shoot, I've had a, uh, I've I've caught artists stealing other people's art and just, yeah. and then I've literally put comments and said, "This is from this guy that you didn't draw this." Yeah. Well, I I re I reinked it and colored it. It's like, yeah, but you're not giving that person credit. Yeah, oh, re-inking and coloring is not 
the same. No, it is not. <laughs> or it's taking different pictures and then just mashing them together into your own. And I and yeah. the sad thing is, is as someone who followed certain things, I can recognize that artwork. Yeah, yeah. I can recognize it completely. So yeah, I don't know. It's frustrating, but. Well, yeah, I, I started that. It's Billy underscore the right. <laughs> underscore zombie boy on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll post something on uh, on on our social media accounts as well to, to lead people that way. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah that's cool. Might I'm glad you're doing more that. coming regarding that as the time comes. So we'll see how cool. it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've been enjoying too, like just the the few posts you've done where like it shows the process. Like you have I, yeah, the I like doing and then that. the and then the and then the video, I guess. Like that's cool. Yeah, like, those are fun to do. They're a little straining, but um, they're yeah. pretty fun to make. Uh, and then for this, I've just been posting. I posted an original like character picture of my character, and then uh, I did a Snapchat picture of of him mm-hmm. uh, of him at like a zombie siege, just giving the thumbs up. Right. Yeah. I saw I that. That was that funny. one a lot. I had that. I like that head. one a lot. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, sorry. I think we both talked at the same time. And oh. then, anyway, yeah, no, that one was great. Uh, but, uh, yeah, okay. I guess we can wrap up. Yep. Um, okay, as always, go over to our website, recordinglifepodcast.com, click on the merch button in the top right corner, and go buy something. That'd be cool. Go buy something. Um, other than that, yeah, head over to, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and then go look at Matt's new Instagram account. Yep, so, do. Hit me a like. Yeah, and a follow. And a follow. I will try and post as much as I can. The biggest problem is is it's art, and I have a very physical job. I did a thing where I tried to post every every other day and stuff, and I got exhausted. So I'm going to try and set up a schedule for me to keep working. Yeah, well, cool. Um, I guess with that, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening.